0: What is
1: it? Okay, let me just be clear on this. I haven't heard from you in a week, and now you want a mathematical equation that you should know so you can save the world?
2: Susie Poo, I promise I will make it up to you as soon as possible.
1: You can make it up to me now. What? I want to hear it. Not right now. Yes, now, dusty bun.
3: Susie Poo, this is urgent.
1: Yes, yes, you're saving the world. I heard you the first time, but Ged is also saving Earthsea, and he's about to confront the shadows, so this is Susie signing off.
4: Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Okay. Turn around. Look at what you see
0: in her face. The mirror of your No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. There's nothing to fear except God. Whatever that means to you. Do I look like someone who cares what God thinks? Why do I say this? Because we got Holy Ghost.
1: You're listening to a podcast exploring faith and fear. What scares us and what saves us, this is the fear of God. Bunga dudes and dudettes, and welcome back to your favorite podcast at the intersection of faith and fear, where every week we discuss what scares us in order to find what saves us. This is a very 80s fear of God. Speaking to you right now is one of your fear of God co-hosts, Nathan Rouse, and typically with me is fellow co-host Reed Lackey, and he was here a minute ago, guys, but his voice sounded A little froggy, which isn't great for podcasting. Frankly, if I'm being real honest, he sounded a little like a Muppet giving birth. Uh, Hopefully, he'll get that cleared up and be back soon. In the meantime, allow me to welcome you into our sadly final Totally Righteous episode in this little series. A break it has been before things get heavy again. A series where we're going to be celebrating that era that some of you may have not even been born in but that birthed such wonders as Shira, Princess of Power, and Belinda Carlisle's solo career. When the times were strange <laughs> and the things were stranger, grab your D20 and a can of new Coke and come join one last time until the next time for those fogging 80s. So we've been hosting these 80s parties all month and today is going to be a good one because we have two party guests today. One of them is an elbow and knee scraped skater girl no really she has video to prove it whose video game skills are the envy of her peers and the other one was kept isolated from the world much of her young life cut off from the wonders of pop culture and sugary foods yes friends and foggers please welcome back to the show Vera Gowdy and Jess Fishley Vera and Jess welcome back you you two look amazing you look amazing you just it's like you yeah. just came out of size and off of, the, uh, <laughs> off of the skating rink. Totally. Yep. Well, Gem yep. in the
3: Holograms, that was, yeah. that's yes. what
1: I was going for. There you go. That works, too. Yes. It's all, it's all there. It's
2: tubular. It's way cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all of the, the Mario uh, special level names. <laughs>
1: all right. Bira and Jess, go get your glamour shots. While I remind the listeners that here at The Fear of God, we explore we don't explain except for right now when I explain that you can listen to The Fear of God at your nearest podcast platform. You can watch The Fear of God on YouTube and you can browse The Fear of God on the web at thefearofgodpodcast.com where you will find read. Hey, buddy, welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> hey, ha- happy, uh, happy final eighties party. Well, that's a very sad thing you just said. I <laughs> like, know, but
4: it's going final... to be a heck of a time. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. I am not bringing the eighties A game that our two wonderful guests are bringing. Thank you. Hello again, uh, Vera and Jess. But, um, but I am sporting my Hawkins AV shirt today. You are. I'm sporting my, my sundrop cap. And since this season was all featured around 4th of July, you know, I am a very big fan of a gimmick, you know, that I am, you are, I, am indeed. I am a sucker. <laughs> I am the guy that they think about in those ad marketing rooms. Like, like, reader, reader love this. Okay. Like he, he will buy. All the things. So I am also a very big, even at 40 years old. No, that's not a great thing. But I'm a very big fan of Mountain Dew. That's my, that's my drink of choice. I love, I love Mountain Dew. And I was browsing the Walmart shelves. And uh, I saw this was actually just a couple of weeks ago. But I, I've, I've, been, I've been holding this back. I was browsing the Mountain Dew. And Mountain Dew released a new flavor. And I was like, oh, my God. And so uh, their, their new flavor. In the spirit of Stranger Things taking place on 4th of July, I have Mountain Dew S.A. right here. Wow. It, is, it is Mountain, mountain Dew S.A. It is, it is their three. They have released colorful flavors before, including an old college Ooh. favorite Code Red, which was red. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They released Voltage, which was blue. And then they also released White Out, which is, of course, white. Uh, mountain Dew S.A. is those three flavors blended together. And, and uh, oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that is, that is what, th- I that, like, what. I feel like. I
1: feel like that, that moment in uh, episode maybe seven when Alexi is wanting his his cherry slurpee and not the strawberry slurpee <laughs> that you are. And uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of living up to that in my hopper gear. And uh, you have just illu- <laughs> illustrated your 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 wild. I mean, uh, suck huck, huck, uh, sucker. You're a you're a sucker. I, yeah, I had
4: to. I had to buy it. I had to buy it. <laughs>
1: Dur- I told you
4: about it. Jess and Vera don't know. I told you about Uh-oh. it. When, der- when Doritos released a flavor, Doritos, okay, look, Doritos released oh, a flavor, Lord. and it was called, <laughs> oh, it's called roulette. All right. The concept oh, behind.
0: Right. Ooh, I, okay. Okay. You with me? You with me? me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I,
4: Join the oh, club. Nathan. What, what it's is
1: fun. it? fun. Okay. So shoot yourself with a Dorito. No. Oh we used God. to
2: do Dorito roulette at camp.
4: Oh, my gosh. But it's amazing. So Dorito roulette is a bag of nacho cheese Doritos. But some of them are just regular nacho cheese Doritos. And some of them are super spicy hot. And you do not know which chip you will pull out of the bag until <laughs> you taste it. And I, when I cracked that bag open, I was sitting next to my lovely wife. And when I cracked that bag open, <laughs> the first three, I was like, ah, these, these are probably all just plain. She was like, OK, I'll try one. And Yes, <laughs> she got she got she boomed like, right there so with this really bad.
1: Your inside
4: hate you. Oh man, they're your, your but guts, you know what?
1: They're not happy with you. But my spirit is. It's like so it's like <laughs> what you just described sounds like old birdie bots. You know, you just like
0: <laughs>
1: here's the snot bean. All right, you just um, like
2: unlocked a memory. I totally forgot about Dorito Roulette.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So Vera, you know of this from the actual product or
2: yeah, we used to like, we used to buy it. Um, when I was volunteering at camp during the summer and the oh, camp awesome. staff would all like, after the campers had gone to bed, we all played Dorito roulette because what else?
1: Let's just pretend that our 80s party right now out on the, uh, con- you know, our, our snack table. Is Mountain Dew SA, which just yeah! feels great. Feels, I feel like I feel gross even saying it, and uh, <laughs> you know, and Doritos Roulette, which oh you know, my
2: god, <laughs> sure. I'll stick. I'll stick with my double double. I'm good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. All oh, right. Well, well, well uh, Reed, we've got our snack table. And what are we doing now? Well, you want to d- let's let's do a little bit of business time before we oh, get the party. Oh no! No, no,
4: no! We just, <laughs> we just, we just it's super fast business. I'm so excited okay. about know, what we're no, doing. Super, that I, I know, just want to get to it, even know, though I our party guests have no idea what we're doing here. They have no and and listen. <laughs> this is not a this is not a teasing <laughs> bit. Vera and Jess have no idea what what's Uh-oh. about to happen. So, um, but basically, a, a little bit of business, important business. Starting next week, okay, we are going to be unfortunately pivoting away from the party vibe, pivoting back into the content that you all know and love. So hopefully that's not a downturn. Hopefully it's just more of what you know and love and we'll still have guests and we'll still have uh, wonderful conversations and hopefully a lot of laughs. But we spent the first half of the year talking about what scares us. Now we're moving into what saves us. As we'd mentioned on our mini sode that we want to encourage you to go check out, um, that sort of unpacks in more detail the vision behind the series. But the reality is um we're broadening this out to more than exclusively horror. And some of you that have already submitted are really like y- you've caught awesome. on perfectly because you you, you know, it's an opportunity to maybe get a little bit personal, a little bit vulnerable, but in that way that we hopefully do, we still feel safe and and fruitful and fun um and so uh submit to us your concept of what saves us. Um uh, it could be something that is inspiring to you, something that gives you hope, makes you think about things in a new light. Send us those submissions go to the fearofgodpodcast.com, click on the banner on the top, tell us your story. I talked to a couple of uh listeners uh, kind of offline who were like, I'm still trying to decide. If if you really can't decide between two, uh submit them both and then we'll kind of help feel that out with based on what you've got, you know, you're not limited to just one. Um so that's a big Big piece of business because starting next week, that is going to be our content. We can't do it without you. We've got a decent number to start with, but if we're going to make it through the end of the year, we do need your submissions. So go ahead and go to the feargodpodcast.com. Tell us your story. We'd love to have it.
1: So I, I do feel the need to mention, too, that I'm recording from a remote location, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> not my standard a- place, and it is totally messing with me. And y'all may know. notice I'm very conscientious of the fact that I want my microphone like hopper is not as hairy a beast as i am and so i'm trying this this hopper shirt does not lead much to the imagination so i'm are you trying beneath- to make sure that is my microphone and not my chest air right there sure. whatever <laughs> yeah, thanks, you have sir. to tell yourself yes, yes,
4: are you yes. um are huh. you beneath scoops ahoy right now are
1: you in the russian like underground yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm in basement? the bunker that's wow yeah, 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 yeah.
4: i take back yeah. what i said you sir, if you hear committed.
1: if you hear any shouting you know in russian okay. just Everything's fine. I'm sure, it's not. <laughs> right, right, right. It's great. It's great.
4: <laughs> it's all got me. Awesome. Awesome. No, no, that's good. So, so we've got the business out of the way. It is time to party. Okay. Like it's 1989. <laughs> all right. So, um, what, uh, what we're going to do now, we, we've, Nathan and I really felt that there was something that was missing from these eighties parties. You know, we've had lots of fun, frivolity, reminiscing about the mall, reminiscing about different things from the eighties. But the one thing that, that a lot of great parties, especially in the eighties, uh, had that we haven't introduced on the show yet is a really good game night. So, oh yeah. What I have for us today, you oh, had, boy. they had no prep, is trivial pursuit. Back to the 80s, Stranger <laughs> oh no, wow. Things Edition, and we are going to play <laughs> gonna it.
2: We're going to do very badly at this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we are going to play it That's in right. real time. No, It's about it's having just, fun. It's it's just fun. It's just fun. I have to share, though, for the YouTube viewers, I have to share the board before I get it all set up. So oh, this oh, is the board, that. which is your standard, you know, uh, uh, your regular looking trivia Pursuit board, although it's got a boom box. It's got some fun things. But there's an element of this to where if. You roll a one. There's a little portal and you get shunted to the upside down. No! No, And if you are... I don't want to go there. (laughs) And if you are asked... This party just went dark. (laughs) Like, oh no. (laughs) And uh, if you... Uh, there are also portals that you can accidentally land on in your dice roll as well. But if you are asked a question and you get it wrong, and we're just in the, in the right side up world, you just get it wrong. You don't get a pie piece. But if you ask, if you answer a question incorrectly in the upside down, you may lose a pie piece you had already earned. Mm. (gasps) Wow. It is an edge Savage. of competition. So, um, so, so, what I figured we would do is just to sort of kick things off and just sort of get the wheels turning. Um, we're going to play four rounds of this through the course of the episode. Okay, we're not going to play the whole game right now. We'll just pivot back into it after a couple. <laughs> of- <laughs> okay,
1: <God. all> right? <laughs> And and in the spirit of the 80s, you cannot Google the answer, okay? No No devices off camera looking this up. That's right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I can can see Jess sitting there like, okay, real quick. I got to go.
1: I'll be right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Refresh my drink. Right, let me just get me. my
2: encyclopedias out. Yes, your Britannica. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: Exactly. Um,
4: so yes. You're, uh, So uh, yeah, it's time to you know, uh, it's time to grab your leg warmers, pump up your boom box, and make your hair as high as humanly possible. And uh, it's time to it's time to uh, it's time to, to to ramp up the eighties. Our categories that we're gonna be rolling with, and we'll do we'll do two rounds this first go round. Every other one will probably just be one round. So um, your categories are either gonna be and it's either going to be from Stranger Things season one or two, because when this came out, season three was not out. So it's either going to cover season one or two of Stranger Things, or it's going to cover something from the eighties in the area of movies, TV, music, famous people and events, or mm. trends, tech and fun. Okay. Mm. So mm-hmm. something from the eighties, or there is an actual Stranger Things <laughs> Category. Okay. You
1: just made me think of uh, Steve being asked his three favorite movies. <laughs> like, the Star Wars. The Star. Wars, the one with the teddy bears.
4: <laughs> oh, what was the one with the uh, Martin McFly and Alex P. Keaton? Alex P. Alex P. P. Keaton. <laughs> that was re- that was really great. Um, okay, so Vera, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you you uh, you have your choice of pies. It's uh, blue, green, red, or orange. Which which would you prefer to be?
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with green.
4: Okay, so Vera's green. Jess, you're up next. you want... It's kind of like a hot pink, actually. It's not a real oh, red. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
2: That's, that's you? Pink. Okay. That's right. your background. I yeah, mean, exactly.
4: <laughs> Nathan, I'll
1: yield. Do you, yeah. you have the a blue? coral? Do you have a coral piece, <laughs> like the background here? <laughs> no. Uh, what is? What, are the, what remains? Orange yellow and, blue. and blue. Oh, orange. It's yellow in the screen. Um, I will go orange. Okay. And then I'll be blue. Um, all right. So uh,
4: I am going to let our guests go first. I'm so first. excited. This and is I just can't cool. hide it. <laughs> I'm about to lose so, control, when I think I like it. <laughs> so I'm going to roll for you two quick things that are different okay. from most other versions of Stranger Things. I will be I'm telling you... yes. Your, yes, uh, or Trivial Pursuit, regular. Um, I will be telling you after each dice roll what your two category choices are, but <clears throat> on this first run, you will get to pick from any of the categories, whatever wow. you want, because from where mm. we are in the board... You could go anywhere. That's um, right. So, so you'll pick whatever oh, one wow. you want. And then the other trick to this is that if we are shunted to the upside down, that will also act as a kind of first role. Your very next role will be, um, you, know, where, you know, wherever you want to go, because we've all got to go back into the center to get, you know, portaled into the upside down. OK, so anyway, mm. um, <laughs> Jess, I let Vera pick colors first. So I'm going to let you go first. Okay? OK, all right. You ready? So, so get a category. Uh, uh Yeah, so I'm going to roll the dice to see how many spaces you'll go, okay. but you are going to then uh pick whatever category you want. Okay, you got a five, and you can pick either movies, TV, music, famous people and events, or trends, tech, and fun, or Stranger Things. Mm. Uh,
3: I think I'm going to go
4: with TV. Okay, so we're, I'm going to pick a card at random. All right. So here is your TV question. Are you ready? This is fun. I'm ready. All right. What action-packed show featured Face, Murdoch, B.A., and Mm. Hannibal driving around in a black van?
3: Oh, 18. Come on. That was Look the 18. There it is. That hey, was nice. the eight.
4: A- that was the 18.
1: Just sets already. the bar out of the gate.
4: Yeah, <laughs> nice, All nice. right. And you got five. You went to TV. So I'm going to put you right there on the TV spot. Okay. Vera, you are up next. I'm going to roll to see how many spaces you move. But then okay. you'll still be able to pick your category because you can move. Oh, no! Oh no! Whoa! We are all in the upside down. So obviously, Vera, wow, wow. You, Vera you have no <laughs> pie piece to lose if you get it wrong. So the stakes are low,
1: but we are all in the upside down. Oh, so so does- we you clarify. Bad, you, you may have you may have said this. It's all good, Vera. Uh can you earn pie pieces whilst in the upside down? Oh,
4: absolutely. If you get okay. it right, you will okay. get a pie piece. Yes. Okay. So all right. But if you so, got
1: us there and lo- and miss it, you lose a pie piece. Correct. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Um so uh Vera, same thing. Movies, TV, music, famous people and events, trends, tech, and fun, or stranger things.
2: Movies
4: movies okay
2: confidently say movies. (laughs) movies
4: okay all right so i gotta find the movie spot oh there it is there's the movie spot okay so i'm gonna pick a card at random and your movie question oh boy Mm. throw throw mama from the train is danny devito's dark comedic twist on what Alfred Hitchcock
1: Ooh. thriller. Ooh, cite oh. that one, Beckley.
4: What? I have to confess, Vera got a much harder question than this, <laughs> yes, Just for the record,
2: half the eighties are a write-off for me because I was born in
0: eighty-five. Oh no.
4: Okay, so, but that's. I uh, but them. I will. But I will say this. Take I'm, a gonna guess. Read, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna read the question one more time. Listen to the question, and then take a guess. Throw <laughs> Mama from the train is Danny DeVito's dark comedic twist on what Alfred Hitchcock thriller?
2: Um, Oh, the, it's like on the tip of my tongue. No, I know this. I know I'm not going to get it, but I know it. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. Okay.
4: Okay. All right. Do you officially, you officially, yeah, like, yeah. I officially okay. give up. Okay. Um, so it was, Can I actually, guess. Yes. Is it,
1: Strangers on a train? It is strangers on <gasps> a train. Okay. Okay. Oh. Strangers on a train. So it was the dark. I actually, twi- that was purely a guess, but I didn't know if Psycho was going to be it too. Cause I didn't, I haven't actually seen Throw Mama from the Train. So mama oh, yeah, yeah. you know, Psycho, you know. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But no, it's, um, you no, know, it's years now. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. This is house rules for the thing just cause I think it'll make things a little bit more. Vera got her chance. I'm going to give you her pie piece.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I want to I That's want to turn. You can take okay. you're
4: going to get a turn. Oh,
1: okay. You're going to get a turn. Don't I'm don't just like I'm just, you
4: just get extra pie. You just got Wait, the chance. Real. You just got like the chance women. to steal the pie piece, okay? But now what's it is your What's good is your turn.
1: I'm what's good is I'm actively trying to not be the version of me that comes out in board game nights because it yes, is not pretty. Please, it's it not is not. Pretty, yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> yes, okay.
4: Yes, so, um I also or you also rolled this, but because we're in the upside down, we go back. So now but, we are back
1: in the right side up world. So do I get a? Do I still have an opportunity to get a pie piece, or no? Uh, you okay. do still
4: have an opportunity to get a pie piece, and you can that's pick your category. Yes. So pick your category: movies, TV, <laughs> music, famous people and events, trends, tech and fun, or Stranger Things.
1: Ooh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to let the dice determine future categories for me. So in this okay. instance, I will attempt movies.
4: Okay, here comes movies again. Re- Card at random. What comedian voted the best of all time in 2017 by Rolling Stone magazine starred opposite Gene Wilder in the film Stir Crazy? Eddie Murphy? It is not Eddie Murphy. It is not Eddie Murphy. Unfortunately, thankfully, we're not. Just can steal it. That, so I'm, I'm going to allow, uh, uh, gosh, but I think both of you knew it. I think both oh, of you knew oh, oh. it. So, so. Let them uh, do,
1: uh, uh, paper, rock, scissors.
4: Paper, rock, <laughs> paper, rock, scissors right now to see who gets This the is you, this. YouTube All right. exclusive. All right. All right. Okay. yeah, wait, wait, you gotta wait, wait. <laughs> okay. We're going to go. I'm, I'm going to say rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> shoot. You reveal on shoot. Okay. Okay. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What do you have, Jess? What, what do you have, Jess? Oh, okay. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, ready, ready. Oh, my all gosh. Right.
1: This game's going to take forever. <laughs> all right.
4: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay. All right. So, Vera, what is it? Was it
2: Robin Williams?
4: It was not Robin Williams. Oh, Jess, Jess.
2: Richard
3: Pryor.
4: It's Richard Pryor. Wow. Jess gets the pie wow. piece. Jess gets the pie piece. It was Richard Pryor. Okay. That's right. I'm
3: the oldest one here. So, I think
4: it's working in my favor. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I rolled a two. Um, I can go anywhere. I am going to, I'm going to pull a stranger things. This is, this is strange, stranger, right. is stranger <clears throat> things. So I'm going to pull stranger things. Um, all right. So the stranger things question is what store did Joyce buy her Christmas lights from? Was it Bradley's big buy Melvads general store or radio shack? I'm going to guess that it was. Um, I want to say radio shack. Cause I know radio shack was in the show but I'm wondering if she bought it from another place. All right, so I'm going to guess Radio Shack because I know Radio Shack was in the store but it, or show, but it might have been from one of the other two. So well, I'm don't gonna- say it out loud
1: if, you're, if you don't get Okay, it.
4: I'm going to reveal it. I was incorrect. So if somebody wants oh. to steal... Uh, okay, Nathan, I see your hand. Uh, what was it?
1: Mel- Melvids or whatever it's called. It was Mel- Melvids. Mel's Dynar. That's where she worked, right? Yeah, that's where she works. Okay. She had, okay. She had, well, she had to get the front on her money for the phone, but then she right. went back. And the phone, right. yeah. All right. All right. So the status, we're going to do another round right now. Then we'll move on with the episode. But the status
4: right now is Jess and Nathan, both tied with two pie pieces. Vera, you and I, sadly, sadly zero. So, okay. All right. Jess, you're up again. Uh, oh, you oh. sent us to the upside. No.
1: Oh. I'm about, oh, wait. I yeah, to overtake you. Yeah. You got to yeah, lose one If Now, now that's how tight it is. So now Thanks there's pressure.
4: Raise. Now there's pressure. You can still pick any category, but there's pressure because okay. if you get it wrong, you there's lose one pressure. of your pie pieces. So, um, so which one do you want? All
3: right. I think, I mean, I hope this is not totally lame, but I'm, I'm, I want to win, so I'm going with TV.
4: <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. That's cool. TV. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What show about a real American hero ended episodes with the helpful life lessons and the line, knowing is half the battle? No. G.I. Joe. A real American yeah. hero. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I yes. was going to say. real American hero. Oh,
4: it's so
1: wow. great. great. Okay. okay. All right. Movie too. I
3: have brothers. So
1: that's. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I am, am a, a brother. Stuff. So.
4: <laughs> okay. I Vera. Man. You have three, but we're in the upside down. So you can still pick your category wherever you want to go. So it, unless you need me to read it again, I won't read all the categories from here on out. So which one do you want?
2: Um. Let's go Stranger Things.
4: Okay. Stranger Things question for Vera. Here we go. Who said to Eleven, I just feel whole like a piece of me was missing and now it's not? Just
2: feel whole like a piece of me. Was it Hopper?
4: Honestly, Hopper is who I thought it was. It is not Hopper. Is It's is a it mic so i'm gonna say the line one more time If we
1: guess and lose do we miss it do we lose a piece
4: oh yeah yeah if you take the risk you take the you Mm. yeah yeah come on like we're in the upside (laughs) down if you take the risk you're gonna you're gonna feel the penalty so it's your call nice try (laughs) (laughs) so i gotta know i gotta know you know Okay. All what right. What rules we're playing with. Okay. All right. So are you trying to steal or are we moving on? No, no, no. I, okay. All right. No. That was actually, uh, from, I know this is Nathan's favorite episode from, uh, it's Callie from, uh, the uh, season two. Uh, <laughs> so we're, this is meant to be a fun episode. <laughs> For,
2: forgot about Callie.
4: I <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, yeah. I would, I, I would never have, yeah. I would never have pulled her name out of there. I would, I just, <laughs> that would not have happened. Okay. Nathan, you have gotten a four, Yes, sir. Okay. So, we're in the upside down, and you haven't gone yet.
1: So any category? Hmm. I mean, dang, she got GI Joe. That's simple. Just get uh, it easy.
0: What? What is up? TV. With this?
4: TV. Okay. TV. Here we go. A commercial for what candy shows a kid asking Mister Owl how many licks oh. it takes to the uh, get to the tootsy, center? Tootsie uh, Roll Pop. Tootsie Roll Pop. Tootsie Roll Pop. Okay. So ones? that is uh, so Two? so that is correct that is correct i'm going to affectionately i'm going to affectionately. nathan referenced earlier Mm -hmm. the version of him that usually comes out on trivial pursuit he gets that (laughs) pie piece okay he gets that pie piece
1: is it a tootsie roll tootsie roll pop is it It no
4: it's just tootsie pop i'm giving it to you okay but nathan (laughs) would not have given i'm just letting
1: you know there's there's a when the day comes that the fear of god community sits down all together and does this oh no i wouldn't i wouldn't let me get that one no it would
4: be like nope it you didn't say Tootsie. no you said tootsie roll pop and that's not right so no (laughs) it's not what the card says it's not what the card says yes it's it's a true story okay all right so my turn and then we'll move on to other things in the episode okay i'm sending us back i'm sending us back into the normal world that ain't right Uh, i know that ain't right that's
1: so right that's so right
4: okay um you know what uh uh, yeah stranger things whatever i'm gonna go movies this time i want to see what is in. oh crap okay um in blade runner what oh what term is used for the human looking androids Uh, i believe it is replicants and i am right so okay all right. In Blade Runner, the term for the human-looking androids is replicant. So that ends our first session of it. We nice. will have three more through the run of the show. But right Good now, Jess, Jess and uh, Nathan are tied for first with three pieces. I just <laughs> by the skin of my teeth got one. <laughs> and Vera, we believe in you. Okay.
1: It's gonna come through for you. Um, <laughs> I
2: think it's misplaced.
1: It's okay. You okay. <laughs> you, you you automatically get a pop pie piece for your costume. Yes, Reed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you want do you want to take yes. us through the next yeah, part? Let's let's do it. So <clears throat> So party goers uh, you know, we've been, we've been TV guideposting stranger things all month and we've had a bunch of poo pooers on the show. Uh, wow. A few fans, a few fans, but we wanted y'all on here. Cause you were like, yeah, yeah, we're fans. And <laughs> uh, I don't, I like to let my, my stranger things season three fan flag fly. And so what better company than you guys? But um, as we have done, uh, with our guests this month, as, it, as far as Stranger Things goes, take you know, a minute, two minutes, whatever. Uh, talk a little bit about your experience of the series as a whole, maybe the context, a little bit of context of how you experienced it and or what your feelings were as you went along leading up to season three itself. Vera, I'll, I'll start with you. What, what is your fandom like as far as Stranger Things goes?
2: So I loved season one like most people. Um, Season two was a a dip. Mm -hmm. It was, it was fine. Season three brings it not quite to season one level, but back up again. I like how it's campier. Like that's, I love campy horror. That's my thing. There are a lot of evil dead army of darkness references this season, which is my jam. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it gets, it gets bonus points from me for just the extra cheese factor this season. Honestly. (laughs)
1: <laughs> nice. Nice. That's awesome. And and what about you, Jess?
3: Um, I just love 80s. Like, I had said I'm the oldest one here. So I was born in '77. So I was definitely a kid of the 80s, 3 to 10, and then a teenager of the 90s, but I had an older brother who was 7 years older than me and I just feel like I was always, you know, trying to I don't know, I was just always into the stuff like dressing up like this, like I mean, that's Pretty much what I
1: would this try to do ten year you yeah,
3: know, yeah. basically. So this is not much <laughs> different. So I think anything set in the 80s, and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm drawn to. Um, and I like everyone, I feel like it's repetitive to say season one was so good. I liked season two. I will totally like
1: Own it. claim Own it, right. that.
3: Like Me too. and I um I will say now, and you will see this as we go, I'm not a true critic. Like I like something or I don't. And typically I don't analyze super heavily. And so I think it allows me to like things more sometimes. Like I so enjoy hearing how you guys pull things apart and look. I feel like it makes me a smarter watcher and reader and listener, but I just think it's so fun. Like it reminds me, like I loved read reading, I hated the movie, Ready Player One. Anything oh. that just kind of brings up all those memories and mm. things you forgot. Um, so I think that whole backdrop has me. And I feel like the story is great. Like I've, mm. I've enjoyed the story through all three seasons personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I agree. Awesome. I agree. awesome. Thank I you it. for sharing ladies. Thank you all for being here and for, you know uh, engaging that party energy uh, uh, the only way you can and um, we are going to now because you know we have been talking about the entire season and typically on our show when we cover just a single film at a time uh, we don't have quite this much content so you know feel free to browse a minute your respective lists if you need to but it is the time of the show where we discuss things uh, that aren't just wrong friends they ain't right
4: sure as hell ain't right
1: today on that ain't right we are going to be discussing the entire season of stranger oh. things season three uh if if we decide we want to do more than one round of this we can do it if we have to if we have some hanging out there but uh in general four will probably get us where we want to with some maybe honorable mentions thrown in the mix because that's just what we do um <laughs> reed i'm gonna start with you yeah. Oh, you're going to start with me? Okay. I'm gonna start all right. With you. All right. What would you, what would you, as you've scanned your that ain't right list, and I don't know, were you making one as you went for the whole season? You know, what are, what is at least one that kind of rises to the surface for you? So I, what's funny is
4: I didn't quite make a, You know like a a specific list until we got to this episode um Mm -hmm. so i can remember what was in more of the back half but to me still the biggest that ain't right moment both in like raising the stakes grossness fear factor (laughs) everything was the hawkins population Leaving their respective spot at the fair, making their way to the central location where the mind flare was manifesting and then glooping down into
1: like whatever. Ooh. Isn't that Gwyneth Paltrow's website? Ooh, maybe. Ooh. Glooping? Yeah. I, know, I know. I'm just oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, but, uh, but
4: basically like doing that, to, you know, pulling it all together. Yeah like so that the
2: melting people yeah yeah the
4: melting people is still my number one that ain't right for the show like it's really
1: i mean yeah watching episode eight last night and and this is not at all on my that ain't right list but even just watching the monster in action if you Mm -hmm. when you start really thinking about it you're like (laughs) that So nasty! <laughs> it's disgusting. It's, it's just, so gross. It's just bile and refuse in you know, like given form, like
4: coming yeah, towards yeah, yeah. you. It's just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, so that's my number one. That ain't
1: right. Number one. That. What, right. uh, what about you, Jess?
3: So I think it's. I'm not sure the number of the episode, but it's once eleven has been attacked and has the issue, has it in her leg,
0: mm-hmm. and. I
3: believe you know where I'm going with this. When oh, Jonathan, yeah. for that knife uh-uh. to a shin. I mean, I have um banged my shin bad. Like, I was doing a box job, Nathan. It was, it was sure, bleak, and I totally busted my shin. A, I've never felt pain like that, and then so it did. A, it brought back that memory, and then sure. you know, the thought of like anytime someone comes to you and is like, "Bite on this stick. Like, yeah. you know what's about <laughs> to happen. It's
1: yeah. going
0: to be nothing like, good.
1: Nothing good me. ever came nothing from someone good. saying bite on this, you know, no. <laughs> it's like, mm-mm. That ain't, I mean, that alone is that ain't right. <laughs> it's like right. that part. <laughs> it's just
3: so bad. And I watched it with my kids um, who are 18 and 14. And yeah, they were just like, losing their minds like as soon as he went to go get the they're like no no you know it was, well, it's great I mean the anticipation I mean, can, yeah
1: can, can and that, that? The, I
3: mean I think that's the thing you're like it has to be done like could I do that to another person I don't think I could <laughs> well there's a reason and, I'm not a
1: <laughs> and full credit to Eleven and I would say to Millie Bobby Brown's performance in that scene when she's like "Nah, nah, I got this and just like <laughs> Does her own psychic surgery on her friggin' wormy leg thing. That's disgusting. No, that ain't right. Oh Lord. Yeah. That ain't right at all. What about you, Vera?
2: That ain't right, is how I feel about the leg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with um, spoiler alert, Billy's sacrifice.
0: Mm. So okay, yep.
2: yeah, when the mind flayer just <clears throat> destroys him. She's about like, him. That's there is rough. no mercy there, and it is like I don't like Billy and I don't think the show does a lot to make you like Billy. Mm. But like nobody does nobody deserves that. That was, no.
1: that was So right. I've got a really funny story attached to that and Reed's going to get so sick and tired of hearing about Bluey. But <laughs> we're on this <laughs> trip, we're on this trip <laughs> right now. You should, you should you should just go absorb all of it, but uh, we're on the trip right now. This is why I'm recording from a different location. And it has been just me with my three kids most of the week. And because Bluey is eight minutes, we've spilled a lot of the little pocket time with, oh, let's turn on a Bluey or two. Well, there's specifically an episode uh, called Tickle Crabs where Bluey and her sister Bingo are pretend to be little crabs and they go around and tickle the dad. And it's just, ha, ha, ha. Well, in the pool, we've been playing tickle crabs in the pool, Uh, you know, me and the kids. And last night when we were were watching episode eight of Stranger Things, I'm watching it with my two big kids. (laughs) And the mind player just starts going to town on Billy. And I was like, tickle crab. (laughs) No. Oh, my
0: God. Demented. Yes oh, yes
1: oh yeah my 12 of y'all got onto me she's like daddy that's not funny I'm like ah, "That's pretty funny <laughs> of okay so, let's see y'all all got some good ones there um uh, l performing her own surgery the bite um i am gonna go okay my first honor my only honorable mention okay is in episode seven when steve and robin are having their moment and steve Willfully slides across a public bathroom floor beneath stalls. <laughs> I mean, that's like, yeah. Take your keep, keep your gloopy people, and I raise you a <laughs> yeah. public bathroom floor <laughs> yeah, with the human body sliding across it. <laughs> yeah, he
4: wasn't just gonna like open the uh, stall no, and walk no, around. Uh, like, no, no, he'd
1: slide and under. To be clear, the two of them had just vomited rather profusely. <laughs> Yes, into okay. those toilets, and you got to believe something was on that floor that wasn't just <laughs> other people. you know. He <laughs>
2: says that he's like, I'm already covered in, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Barf no, and whatever, whatever. He's like, Who cares? That's I'm like, well, You should care,
4: yeah, yeah, no kidding.
1: So, yeah, okay. that ain't right, but I think, uh, uh in terms of traditional that ain't rights, it's, it's a momentary thing, but Heather's parents getting. Face sucked by the mind flayer. Yeah. Did I read? Did I mention this on a previous episode? I do I that did. to my kids now. Oh, I do that yes. to my kids. <laughs> yes. When we're sitting next to each other on the couch, I'll just reach over and put my hand and go, That's, you know, to their face. You it's really. <laughs> You sound like a delightful father. You just <laughs> you just. Hey, my four year old has more than once this week said you're the best daddy ever. So I'm gonna have to receive I'm shu- that. I'm then. sure you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, you are. And then I went
4: <laughs> 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 and she didn't
1: get it. She's like, Tickle crabs. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this, what's happening right now? Oh, that's awesome. All, All right. right. That has been another installment of <laughs> sure as hell ain't right. All right. Man, all right.
4: We are back. Okay, so um we we're we're going to break it up again. Y'all y'all want another round? One more round yeah. of uh I, okay. I got to defend my title. Okay. All right. Here we go. So
1: <laughs> uh, at, at least me and Jess title, tied. Yeah. No. No.
4: You're right. Title. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're right. tied. Tied, okay? All right. So Um, I'm pulling for Vera personally. So, um, she's, she's she's the underdog. Okay. So, um, all right. So presently, previously on Stranger Things trivia pursuit, we are back in the right side up world. It is Jess's turn. I'm going to roll the dice. Okay. You get a three, but where we all are, you're in the center. So you can pick your own category. If you need repeated, you can let me know, but otherwise I'm going to go
3: with Stranger Things.
4: Okay. Here we go. What is the name of Mike? And Nancy's mother,
3: oh, Mrs. Wheeler.
4: <laughs> that does that does not count. <laughs> no, I am I am very gracious, but that one, no, oh, unfortunately not. Man. So okay, so uh, wait, 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 um, wait. We should, gosh, wait. Uh, well, no, oh, Mrs. No. Ms., Mrs. Wheeler, Mrs. Wheeler. Sorry, that's yeah. So
3: yeah,
4: I'm going to give no, I can't. I'm going to give Nathan and Vera to- an an opportunity to steal, but not a long one.
2: No, go fish. I would
4: said Mrs. Wheeler too. <laughs> um, face sucking himself. I know the actor's name. <laughs> <laughs> no, name.
1: No, that's that's no, she
4: plays no. Hush, <laughs> hush. That's that's not going to count. That's not going to count.
1: I just ah, Joyce calls her at the festival. It's like, hey, oh, I hey, know. you. <laughs> All right, I need, <laughs> you, I need hey an you answer, fellow citizen. <laughs> throw <laughs> one out. Dead gummit. Throw it. No, because I don't want to lose a poppies.
4: No. We're not in the upside down. You're safe. Oh, You're oh, like, oh, yeah, you are fine. Yeah, you are fine from losing a pie piece. I, I don't so, have it. I don't have it. I okay. Can't find all right, it. cool. So the answer Karen. was. Yeah, okay. The answer was Karen. So yeah, that Karen. is. Oh, dang that's, it. That's, oh, cool. it. that's why I kept telling you. Just, dang it, yes. Karen. <laughs> I, I, just, I said, just, you know, yell Karen something out. You might be Karen. right. Yeah. Okay. She's everywhere. Vera. Vera, it's your opportunity for redemption. <laughs> so you got a five, but you can pick any Stop. category. Whose turn was that? That was Justice? That was, that was Jess's fun. turn. Okay, you tried okay, to steal. Okay. Yeah. All right. Vera, go I ahead.
2: Know music?
4: Music. Look Kay. out. Music's getting a little bit of love. This could be fun. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm so sorry, Vera. <laughs> Do I just
0: keep getting the words?
4: <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's just anytime I pull a card and I don't know the answer, I just assume nobody knows the answer because that's how you get to the who I am. That's a fair okay. assumption. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, All right. So when... Does Corey Hart wear sunglasses according to his 1984 song? Actually, maybe this is think at about it. Night? you don't know. that. That is
0: correct.
4: Don't mess oh, around with a man
1: in shades.
4: I just didn't know who Corey Hart was. So I was like, oh, oh but then when what? I read the question, oh. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, there you go. so Vera,
1: Vera knows it. Yeah. <laughs> Vera makes it onto the board I with wear that wear night. My yeah, she's got it. Yeah. <laughs> So, All right. I can, so I can. So
4: Nathan, Somebody go. Yes, you also have a five. So what are you wanting? What are you wanting?
1: Oh, why? Because we're back in the upside.
4: No, we're we're back in the upside, but you have not moved from the center. So you get to pick Weird. any of your. <laughs> I
1: don't understand. You just um, need to follow. You just need okay, to follow. Okay, I'm just. Track. I'm just here. <laughs> um, you know what? I I love some '80s music. So. You going to try for I'm it. I'm going to pick that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. As easy Music. as that one was.
4: Okay. <laughs> Which Madonna hit mm. includes the line when your heart beats next to mine.
1: Like a virgin. That's right. Hey! That's right. That's Cutting right. For the very first time. Wow. That's like a surgeon. Like a surgeon. Yes. Uh, the yeah, weirdo, weird <laughs> yeah. right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I did it now. Reed was <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute! Did I give him <laughs> I the wrong like, answer?" <laughs> I know, I, was like, uh, I was like, "I was like, things got super dark right there for a Like, oh my god! Like,
4: oh my god! Okay. All yes. Right. That's right, the pie so piece. That is a pie piece. All right, and with oh. that, you have you have presently taken the lead with that. So. Oh okay all right so i am gonna go i'm gonna go for one of the ones that have not been done yet so i'm gonna go for uh famous people and events just because Mm -hmm. we haven't done one yet all right so famous people and events oh lord oh my god okay um (laughs) what rock singer whose band's first album was released in 1980 was born paul david hewson um I, so I oh, I don't automatically know, so but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's Huey Lewis in the news.
1: Oh my gosh, Reed no. Blackie. All right, You're well, gonna be I'm... so upset. You're gonna be oh, so I... upset. What? Yes. Okay. All right. So steal it. What is it? That's Bono. It's you too. Yes
4: Oh, yeah. Oh my okay. gosh. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I couldn't remember. I couldn't Ralph remember. Ralph strikes again. Oh, he does. Man. <laughs> He does. He does y'all. Okay. I'm so so just only because he's close, what happens is, so we presumed nobody would get to the actual like winning, but Nathan is <laughs> one pie piece away. So, oh. so when you, when you get all five pie pieces, you have to go to the center and you have to answer a stranger things question. So, okay. Okay. so when you, so when you get, if, if you get While your next the question, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that ends that ends this round the standing is nathan is one pie piece away and one stranger things question away from claiming the victory okay uh vera you and i each have (laughs) one pie piece jess not too shabby a showing with still three pie pieces, okay? Well, no. So, um, it's a little bit out of order from what we're normally doing, but you know, it's a party, and you know, we're just we're, we're doing things a little bit uh, different. So, so, uh, this is we're gonna break away from Stranger Things and 80s trivia, whatever, and uh, and we're gonna ask people a, a fun little ditty question that we normally ask. Uh, take it away, Island family.
0: What you want? what you listening to
4: so this is uh, of course the segment where we talk about what we've been watching reading and or listening to Vera I'm gonna come to you first this time around what you're watching what you're reading what you're listening to
2: I mean stranger things but no um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a podcast called Mm. the magnus archives so it's a horror anthology podcast they just wrapped up their fifth and final season so if you wanted to listen you you have all of the episodes available to you um but it is about the magnus archives which is an institute that investigates paranormal events and they are going through their files and recording the stories Mm. on tape which is the backdrop for why you were hearing these different horror stories and then there's an overarching story having to do with the Magnus archives but it is some of the best horror stories that I've heard in a very long time um it's really yeah it's really entertaining it's really gripping kind of radio theater so I highly recommend the Magnus archives I found it because I uh, used an audio on TikTok that was really creepy and became popular with like The clown core crowd.
4: I don't do. Wow. Oh, okay.
2: But the audio was like super, super creepy. And then I was like, where is this from? And then I found this podcast.
4: Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Cool. The Magnus archives. (laughs) All right. All right. I might, I might have to, I might have to seek that out. I love me a good creepy podcast. That's why, that's why we started one. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: this first, first number one on the list of creepy.
4: (laughs) Second Magnus Archives. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Jess, what you've been watching, what you've been reading listening to?
3: Okay. So you guys are so good. I realized I looked at what the books I was reading and different things besides Stranger Things. I'm like, um, it's because it's been suggested to me by you guys. So Aww. I'd basically be like, hey. How about That's you awesome. watch Kim's convenience or
2: how about you set read, in the tiny, know? small Canadian town of Toronto,
1: the yes. small oh, ti- so the tiny little so suburb. I love it when the joke comes movies. back
3: and I've been reading, I listened to your old podcast with J.R. I'm going to read it yep. yeah, um, yep. for
0: the devil.
3: Great book. Like I just have read the first chapter of that. So I've also really enjoyed your 80s going through all the movies like year by year. So it's like, oh, I wonder, like, what are popular books from the 80s? Like, what have I read? Oh, like, yeah. what could I, you know, so I was I found this site, uh, LitHub, and they had like 10 books that like define the 80s. And wow. a couple stood out, which Handmaid's Tale was written And these were all books that were written in the 80s and also popular in the 80s. Sure. Not like they received acclaim. So that was one that I remember reading a couple years ago and really liking. I never watched the show, but I really enjoyed that. The, show um, is the one that I remember that I decided to revisit and have in the past week is Beloved by Toni mm, Morrison. Toni
0: Morrison, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah.
3: I feel like that is a great kind of match with... Um, This crowd, I don't know if anyone has, it's a a lot of required reading in college and maybe Mm -hmm. upper levels of high school, but it is, um, you know, this family has a ghost in their house Mm -hmm. is kind of how it starts. And she, the woman, Setha, is uh, an ex-slave and had left. And I don't want to give anything away if anyone, you know, ends up wanting to read it, but Tony Morrison, I didn't realize she it's almost the second anniversary of her death, like oh, really? in the month of at the beginning of August. So I just um, that was one of those books that they're like, that was a huge deal. She broke down just a lot of um, barriers like they were saying her being on so many college syllabuses as required reading and kind of joining this older white men club. And Mm -hmm. having this woman and her, you know, voice um, as part of the canon has been like a really big deal. So it was cool. And I went back to that book and I remember why I had liked it. I mean, it Mm. definitely is heavy. It's not a light summer read by any means. But um, like I said, you guys really make me think more about like versus, oh, I like this. I don't, you know, just Mm. character development, like how you really get to know these people like inside and out and how they are mm-hmm. processing this life they led on this plantation and just kind of, it's just, it's really rich. Um, awesome. and, and quite heavy. So.
4: Awesome. No, uh, you know, what's funny is I, ha- I actually have seen that movie. The movie was directed by, uh, Jonathan Demme who directed, um, silence of the lambs and philadelphia um and but it's been years since i've seen the movie i've never read the book so uh i, I might have to take that on and go ahead and read that um nathan i'm gonna come to you next what you okay. what you've been watching reading listening to what you doing not a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> He's
0: like, oh, crap, um,
1: i didn't prepare i actually <laughs> actually was going to mention one but it might be a submission of a person on the sh- on the podcast right now is, uh, uh what says it. So I, I will not do that, but, um, I was racking my brain. I was like, what? I know we were watching something. My wife and I did just watch, I think it was seven episodes. It's full, the full season of Mayor of East Town on HBO. Mm. Um, which is really good. There are a lot of ways it's very, uh, not, out of the box in terms of what it does. In other words, it's kind of a mystery story, slight procedural aspect to it, you know, kind of broken central figure sort of maybe putting her life back together kind of tropes, but uh, three things that really set it apart. Uh, One is the service they give to the entire world. The character occupies. In other words, Mm kind of every th- there are no secondary characters there's all just this this mm-hmm. richly embodied and inhabited world that she operates in uh the she uh being kate winslet uh the second thing of course is the performances as mentioned kate winslet but also man gum it gene smart is so mm. amazing and she plays her mom in it and that relationship just crackles uh, those two performers on screen just really soar every time you see them uh, and the third thing that I would say really sets it apart is that it does a lot of things you expect from a show like it in other words it 's very it 's got some darkness baked into it uh it 's got some melancholy some some kind of sadder aspects to it, but it has a really soft heart by its end and and a really uh, grace filled kind of delivery of what it does. in in a way that you're like, huh, I'm really and, and as someone who actually likes occasionally those darker stories, you know, like, Oh yeah. man, true detective type of stuff. That's just really effed up. You forget. Oh, wow. You don't have to have it all be this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this, this stone around your neck. Uh, right. type of type of viewing, and so I really found that refreshing. So yeah, I, I definitely would recommend *Marysville Town* again. It's only seven episodes, um, and and honestly, it's not, despite some of the darker elements, it's not aggressively so. I mean, it's yeah, it's it does enough with what it has to kind of let you know, oh, this is a sad story, but uh has a really lo- real loveliness to it. Anybody else watch that? So well, In
3: Southeast I, Pennsylvania. I mean, I have a lot, but I you, believe Wawa is mentioned.
1: Well. For you specifically, so um, the, I reference this a lot on the show, the Watch podcast. Uh, Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, uh, who are kind of pop culture but TV specifically, on that show, they are Philly folk by birth, and okay. they ha- they had Kate Winslet on twice, oh, uh, specifically awesome. for Mayor, and they t- you would love those conversations, Jess, because it's about. Yeah. the touch points culturally in that region and how well, like the, the accent the accent Her they accent use on the show yeah well. yeah it'll yeah. kind of so, it'll kind of jar your brain if you're not from there or never heard it you're like what did she say <laughs> <laughs> um it's the, just this weird delivery on the o's uh which you're probably very familiar with but i had no clue existed <laughs> but anyway yes mayor Beast
4: so uh my my wife actually watched that my wife is on her summer break okay. right now because she's a teacher and so she has more disposable time than i do uh just typically so uh she watched it and and also said reed i think you would really like this show so i've, I've been meaning to check it out I all of these recommendations i i definitely want to give it a shot um i'll round things off i first of all have to give a little bit of uh applause a little standing o if you have not been paying attention to the blog on the fear of God podcast recently, you need to go there because every Wednesday we drop a, whatcha blog. blog. Uh, and this, uh, as of this recording, it's been a couple of weeks ago. Now uh, our guest today, Vera dropped uh, a bluey primer on, on the thing. And she had recommended the show. I forget what episode 47 meters down 47 meters down. And so uh, she had mentioned it to us before, Um, but I still had not made it to it. But Vera, I took your primer. And I watched those episodes specifically. <laughs>
0: and, um, You've and been so,
4: holding uh, out on me. Of course I've been holding out on you. I was like, oh, do "I, I want love it. Yeah. this makes me <laughs> so happy. And so, um, so that is, that is actually not my formal watch. I'm just sharing well, some, some applause oh, for her, oh, but oh. no, 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 I'm just sharing some. <laughs> like, uh, so, because I will say this, like I watched Vera's primer and I want to encourage the listeners to go like your, your breakdown was great. Like these are the episodes that are wonderful and these are why they're wonderful. Uh, lots of honorable mentions in there I found dad baby I, d- I, went, <laughs> I went hunting for dad baby And I found that It was a charming episode and it's a shame that it's banned Yeah I, know, I, know I love why, it and I hate but- that
2: Disney banned it
4: i know it's 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 really dumb wow. it's really for a dumb reason i think but but I, I kind of get it at the same time um but no listeners go check out we've been singing the praises of bluey you need to be watching bluey um and uh, and i'm glad that i'm in the club i'm glad yes I'm- me too Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah so so now that i've completed vera's primer i want to go through the show just kind of beginning to end and and
1: catch up on definitely
4: everything definitely do it um, there's
1: actually an astonishing amount of continuity to that show like oh really now, okay. pick- oh right. yeah yeah, cool. It's wild. I
4: do have to I, again. I have another watcher that I'm excited to talk about, but uh, I, what I was not expecting when, a, even though Vera warns us on the blog, I was not expecting to nearly ugly cry at baby race. Like, oh my what? gosh!
1: R- really, really? I'm sitting there like, like, because you were a bum shuffler when you were a baby. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the things I tell you in confidence, and then. And then just here we are. I've got to stick a mic <laughs> in my face. and Like, oh, yeah. But oh, there's, man. There's no shame in
2: bum <laughs>
4: shuffling. <laughs> I love, I love like, There's no shame in bum shuffling. And then it just cuts to her, like, <gasps> she's like, ha. <laughs> like just running around, um, so um, but no, no, no. So yeah, lots of love to Louie. My um, my formal whatcha is I have already mentioned on this episode. What a sucker I am for a gimmick, and oh, nobody my. does media entertainment gimmick like Netflix. Um, Netflix are you know prone to dropping an, an ad for Ten Clover, you know, for Cloverfield Paradox, and then airing the movie that night. You know, like Netflix is all about the gimmick. Well, what they've done now. Is, and it had been talked about for a while. It's been known that these, that this was in the works, but then they just sort of decide hey, here's what we're going to do for July Um, a trilogy of horror Mm. films. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of this recording, Two of them have been released and two of them have been watched by me as of this recording. Tomorrow, the third one drops and I am extremely excited. Um, so this, uh, trilogy is called Fear Street. It's based on the R. L. Stein series of novels, which if you think of R. L. Stein exclusively for his Goosebumps work, which is very mm-hmm. child friendly and very light in sort of its, its graphic content, Fear Street is not that um, Fear Street. The books were um, not quite like adult mature, but definitely look more graphic and violence. Um, they're aimed more at the high school crowd. So things are getting a little bit more intense. Um, and so what what they've done is they've adapted. You know, Netflix just bought the rights. I actually am remiss that I I don't remember the actual creative team behind it, but it's a trilogy of films. And these three films are all based on sort of uh, some of the Fear Street stories. But what's really cool about these movies is that they go backwards in time. It's a story whose mythology is told kind of in reverse. So the first part is part one, 1994. And then it's got some it, it's not sh- too shocking to know this is a trilogy of films. So there's going to be a little bit of bleed over to the narrative at the end of part one. Part two picks up. And part two kind of continues some of the threads of what you saw in 1994, but the bulk of the movie is 1978, and so it it uh, takes the story back to 1978. Same villainous threat, uh, same you know town location. The basic premise is that you have these two towns. Sunnyvale and shady side Yeah, they're silly names, but Sunnyvale and Shady Side. Sunnyvale, one of the safest, cleanest towns uh in the state. Shady side is like a murder nexus and lots of horrible things. Well happen. it's
2: in the name. It's Shady. Exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna go to the shady side of town. Come on. So um <laughs> So, but but basically, there are these individual kids who are kind of beset by uh, the 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 supposed spirit of this witch uh, whose name was uh, Fear. Her last name was Fear, uh, spelled F-I-E-R. But that's where some of the you know Fear Street sort of mythology comes in. So I'm extremely excited. These movies are fun. They are uh, they are mature. They would be rated R with ease. Um, they violence, are rated R yeah no that's what i'm saying like yeah oh, like yeah. yeah like tvma or whatever but um but they are absolutely like graphic language graphic violence um and so
1: so just be aware well, of let that. me let me ask you that as a parent who had to have a conver- conversation with their kid their 12 year old because the 12 year old was like oh the character the actor from stranger things is in this right, and she's right. like she's like i started watching it and then i realized it was rated r i'm like what are you doing <laughs> so, but she keeps pushing. She said, Can we watch Beer Train? No. So I know it's rated R. It's not TVMA. It's actually actively rated R. But oh, I like, thought it was TVMA. And, okay, yeah. Mm-mm. In in your estimation, these two, it's pretty rough. Um, it's pretty rough. Like or rough like, enough.
4: Um, the the language alone is like it, it's R sure. rated. The language alone is R rated. But there are when there are deaths. The deaths i blame are... you when I tell my kid. <laughs> So. <laughs> When oh, you they're said. Um, you
2: can't watch it.
4: <laughs> it's yep. not it's not quite Ash versus Evil Dead level of awful, but sure. but um the deaths are violent. They're like violent. They're the and they and and they have <laughs> no no <laughs> um but they have some uh they have some practical effect fun okay. with the deaths. So it's it's pretty graphic. Um there's hmm. also it, it, in what I've seen, it's it it's not like super extreme but like there's some there's some sexual content as well so so just you know like it's it's all the things but um it's got a great my one big complaint about it and it's not even a big complaint but my my critique is because they take place in different eras 94 78 66 um, it's almost like the the people who picked the soundtrack for this could not narrow down how many songs they wanted to throw in. So you are just assaulted with like a barrage. <laughs> like every, it, like in three minutes, I think I saw I counted like five songs that I saw oh, I heard a short clip wow. of, and I'm like,
1: holy cow!
4: I get it. Okay, this is the '70s. I get it. You're listening to Cat Stevens. I've heard half of his gold album now. Will you please like move on to the you know? I was like, but um, but the movies are super fun. There's a great energy around them um, it, so if you like that like slasher kind of vibe uh, these movies are really fun and i'm really looking forward to the third one i hope the third one lands in a really solid way but yeah that's the fear street trilogy on netflix i, nice. I, I highly love it so, it's on my yeah, two. Le-
2: i loved reading fear street when i was a teenager
4: so okay Very there's nostalgic. lots of and and i think they've done a decent job of throwing nuggets in. So the stories are based around like more of a singular central plot, but there's lots of nuggets in there that I'm seeing. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. That's a wink. So if you read a (laughs) lot of those books, I think you'll probably have lots of little Easter egg things of like, Oh, that's, that's cool. That's fun. Very cool. You'll enjoy it. I think you'll like it. So, all right. So that has been another installment of take us away. Island family.
3: You're
0: watching.
4: Watching. What you What Read you What you listening to? Whee. okay. So, uh, <laughs> before we before we dig back into the actual upside down and have a, a hearty conversation about Stranger Things for the for the you know back end of this episode, let's do let's do another round. Okay, all okay, so, right, all right. So all we're gonna right. do it. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> do another round. All right, here we go. Um, all right, Jess, you're up. up. You've got. We are in the right side up uh, and (laughs) Jess, this time around, you're actually going based on how you roll. You're going to have two different selections instead of everything goes. All right. right. So your choices are either (gasps) either TV or music. Only those two choices based on where you are on the board, either TV or music. All
3: right. I'm I'm going TV. Okay.
4: All right. On a 1982 episode of Late Night with David Letterman, what oh, TV star what TV star threw coffee at pro wrestler Jerry Lawler after Jerry Lawler slapped him? I knew the answer to this question. Wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
3: surprised. I'm surprised. Wait, okay. So it's a pro wrestler. Wait, say it one more time. Yep.
4: Okay, so uh, on a 1982 episode of Late Night with David Letterman, what TV star, you looking for a TV star, What TV star threw coffee at pro wrestler Jerry Lawler after Lawler slapped him?
3: Gosh, I have no idea.
4: Okay, so you you calling it? I'm calling it. All right, anybody have a steal? mm -mm. Okay, I'm going to throw out one hint, give you a chance at redemption. It was featured in the movie Man on the Moon.
3: Mm. (laughs) unfortunately that's
4: not helping (laughs) okay no worries all right so for the sake of for the sake of expediency it was andy kaufman he's the star of taxi and um, and he was doing this big wrestling gimmick and he and jerry lawler had worked out the bit nobody else knew it was a a bit except the pair of them but they had worked it out um all right vera you are up now we were in we were in the right side up jess so you didn't lose a pie piece we're in the right side up okay Oh but not for long everybody because, <laughs> because we're going back to the Man. upside down oh, my God. turns are cursed it's it's so rough it's so rough okay so now but because we're back in the upside down we all got portaled in you can pick your category anywhere you want to go
2: okay I'm gonna go is it tech trends and something
4: yeah trends tech and fun okay let's <laughs> try right. that one all right here we go in 1982 music <laughs> albums were sold. In what digital format for the first time? Ooh.
1: Oh. Digital format Ooh. for the first eight
2: track?
4: Yeah. The answer is not eight track. Oh. I don't know. Somebody, somebody want to oh. try to steal?
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a limb. I'm going crazy. I'm going to say floppy disk.
1: Okay. She said floppy disk. I deserve to win right now. And yeah. that
4: is. Okay, so she said floppy disk. Floppy disk is not the answer. Unfortunately, we're doing <sighs> inside out, so I had to pull a pie piece. Oh, I know, right. pie um, so, dying. all right. I'm I'm So... dying. But I mean, give... do
1: you get the opportunity, Reed? I feel bad. No, you, I, that, no. Oh, I'm, okay. This,
4: I'm, I'm having fun, but I am going to okay, say... going to I'm going <laughs> to give you a chance. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nathan. Vera, well, no, I think... What, say said, what you were going to say. Well, just... I did Vera, I say it already? Sorry. No, Vera, oh, you said it. You said it. So your answer was it. wrong. Your answer was wrong. But, um, but you did say it. So Nathan, if you did not hear her answer,
1: feel I, free to guess. No, but I mean, I would have said CD, a compact disc. Compact disc. They were in
3: 1982, really? 1982.
1: Yep. That was I, when I the did format not know was that. Redo- yep. That was when the format wow, was reduced. Going- you ain't an 80s baby, Jess. Get out of here. Oh my wow. gosh. Come on. It's <laughs> you a tech it, you question. I, I am ever. now Jim and you are my hologram. Okay, so you know? that's it, what we're doing. <laughs> since it is your turn,
4: since yeah. it is your turn, and since you got that steel question right, Nathan, you have to answer a Stranger Things question. And if you okay. answer it correctly, you have won this game. Wow,
1: I like playing those. So if have to
4: stop. <laughs> if you answer it incorrectly, we are in the upside down, and you lose a pie piece. Okay, okay, okay. I can, is I it can least small? He does not lose them all. Nice oh, try.
1: That would be brutal. Oh, <laughs> nice would be brutal. Karen okay. Wheeler. Karen Wheeler. Karen all right.
4: Wheeler. What? Oh, son of a bitch. Y'all, <laughs> I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain Nathan is going to win this. So we will play for runner up. Okay. Uh, after, after this time. Nathan, you might be able to drive it home. Are you ready? Who is the first character to go into the tunnels underneath the pumpkin patch in season two? Hopper it's hopper it's hopper ladies I mean, and gentlemen I mean, nathan yeah. rouse and, and how appropriate that he ends on channeling uh, you know,
2: hopper with his shirt today
4: that's exactly of course he's right gonna get that one that's exactly right I'll okay just keep collecting pie pieces though we can keep going <laughs> no 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 it's That's okay. how we'll do it all right so 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 nathan rouse you have officially won this game this installment of trivial pursuit stranger things edition that was Super fun, fun, y'all! I had
2: a Super fun time. It
4: was fun. <laughs> there was, was a really good <laughs> You're time. We're
2: going bad at it. It's fun. We
4: oh, uh, we met, <laughs> see. That's the thing. Like when my when my wife and I will sometimes like when the game is over. And we did this the first time we got this game, and we played it ourselves. Is then after the game was officially over, which she won, she she trounced me. When she, when the game was over, we just pulled out the cards and just start reading we the shouldn't cards. We should do that at just the end. Like, yeah. You know, that like that would be fun. Just another, yeah. you know, like a low stakes, just like, hey, what do we yeah. get? Okay. Um, but we are here. Thank you, uh team, for playing along with us. And we are now going to dive into all things Stranger Things Season 3. So, Um, I'm going to go to our guests right now and just sort of say, like, we haven't gotten a chance aside from that ain't right to just mention some things specifically about episodes seven and eight. Um, if either of you want to Vera, I'm going to come to you first. Um, let's, let's go ahead and keep it initially to episode seven. If your notes are specific to that. Um, and what do you love about episode seven? It's called the bite.
2: I have two things. I think that are both from episode seven. So one is that the mayor gives me um, season three of Buffy mayor vibes. Did mm. Anyone ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? That's yeah. the episode or that's the season where the mayor is the big bad.
0: Yeah. And like,
2: oh, yeah. yeah, Carrie Elwes is like definitely same vibes. That's and the other point. thing yeah. is all of the evil dead army of darkness references. That right? Give me some. Give me made some. me so happy. So there's the cabin in the woods. Uh, so hopper's cabin oh, okay
1: yeah yeah yep, you've yep. seen
2: the evil dead the musical there's a whole song about it cabin in the woods ooh, and it just reminds <laughs> me of that every time um but there's like a deer head on the wall and that's there's so a, like, funny
1: because i did pick up on the deer head i wasn't even thinking that that's a reference <laughs> to that yeah
2: <laughs> yeah there's the um when nancy goes to the shed to find the um she finds a rifle in the shed mm-hmm. there is evil dead two trivial bit where um they didn't think that the audience would know where ash was going when he went to the work shed to go and get the chainsaw and so there is a very obvious very awful dub over where he like turns and looks at the camera and his mouth doesn't move but he says work shed so that's a reference (laughs) um there is the when the um Mind Flayer's limb gets cut off and it crawls away Mm -hmm. as like Mm -hmm. Ash's hand does. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That is awesome. awesome. (laughs) I love that cabin fight. Just like it's great. It's 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 such a fantastic and I mean, again, as we've talked about multiple times when we've referenced the show, like these set pieces raise the stakes probably more effectively than some of the previous seasons. Cause I feel like for the previous seasons sort of build to a singular confrontation and it's great. It's it, it, it's really wonderful to that end. Um, but these have multiple times where you're just like, holy crap, how are they going to get out of this one? Um, and so, yeah, I I absolutely love that cabin fight. That's really, really cool. Jess, what you got for episode seven, anything specific? For
3: episode seven, um, just so sad when Alexi dies. Oh,
1: that one yeah. hurts. That, yeah, I mean,
3: I loved his character. I really, mm-hmm. really did. I mean, I mean a slurpy affection, definitely. <laughs> yeah. and, and Woody Woodpecker, I just I, I thoroughly think <laughs> that team Copper called this bluff. Like, I love that. I, yeah. I was like, oh,
1: it's fantastic. gone, gone. Yeah. and
3: when he came, oh, so I just love him, and I like him with. Is his name Murray? Murray, yeah.
1: yeah. M- yeah. I love them Yeah,
3: like, I was <laughs> so, yeah. So I was just kind of wrecked by that, yeah. that death. I was not... Yeah. I just was expecting that until you're like, oh shoot, no, that guy's back. They're having so much fun and like, oh yeah, yeah, him winning stuff and you know, it's not rigged.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is like he had just won that big prize, and that's that's <laughs> yeah. another part that sort of takes you out a little bit on it is because for a character Completely. that was a. This- you know, was ostensibly like just the Russian big bad or like, you know, p- part and parcel to the Russian, you know, sort of group that were doing their thing. You really do care about Alexei. Like, you really feel that, yeah. that death. Um, and that was, yeah. So well, I, And, I, I, I and, and to add it.
1: to that, because cause that's on my list, too. Like, one, you're just not thinking about him being... Under threat, right? You're thinking Hopper, Joyce, not really Murray. You're probably not Alexi. You're just not. It's just not on the radar that oh, he's in trouble. And that scene is so well blocked. He's just walking. All of a sudden, yeah. Arnold enters the frame, and they're like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a tough one. Absolutely agree, Nathan. What you got? Uh, I love, love the Stephen Robin scene of her coming out to him. I just think it's like Robin is such a great addition to the cast period, but they keep throwing these fun layers on Steve of, you know, like, like just, just the way he rolls with the information is so lovely. And that scene is so Mm -hmm. sensitively done and so well scripted, of course, you know, beautifully performed, um i mean in general the two of them are just a great have great chemistry uh but i just really love that scene as as a little so so that's my primary note on seven and then other than alexi i just loved i i am not a violent man by any <laughs> shred uh but and i and i actively Dislike the the sort of uh, idea of redemptive violence, but every now and then you like to see your hero just beat the tar out of the little Russian guy. You know, you're like, <laughs> oh man, Hopper, he just lays that dude yes. out. My favorite thing
2: about Hopper is his readiness to just punch someone in the face. <laughs> oh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. And then he clotheslines lines that. Oh, it's great. Yes, so I love that <laughs> scene. Yeah, that's wonderful.
4: Um one the only thing that hasn't been specifically brought up from episode 7 that I love before we move into episode 8 is Murray gives Hopper and Joyce the talking to of all <laughs> talking to's. <laughs> and it is it is just so delightful. He reads all of their mail like right there and and I love how initially they're so like, "No, no, 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 no." But by the time he's done, they're both just like, well, we're not saying another word <laughs> for yeah, the, whole rest yeah. of the car car ride Um, uh, it's just it's really fantastic no it's a it's a great episode um and so then we end on probably what I would have to give pound for pound as it might be i mean episode six of season one is really strong, but
1: I think episode six six of one is not the finale right
4: uh no no no, no, six of one is where like she comes back in and rescues them where they are about to throw Mike into the ravine and and all this stuff. And then Elle comes and saves the day and they're all reunited. That's one I love that episode. But um, if not for that one, I would say definitively that episode eight of season three was my favorite episode of the show. I think it's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful episode. All of the things have come together in like collision status. And the fact that they've got all of these different, plot threads Uh, one of my favorite things uh when in when they all reunite in episode seven and for like 30 seconds they're just all what do you mean the russians what are you talking about we're talking about this this." and you just realize like oh yeah there's been a lot in this show (laughs) you know um but i think they they really do some great payoffs some of which we already kind of talked about and that ain't right because you know we do get the the thing with billy uh this time around but I, I will say that just the battle in Starcourt is such it's amazing. Great, it's amazing. I mean, uh-huh. it just that whole thing where you re- I, I'm really, I'm really worried for L L they they've done some interesting things with her. She's been saving the day this whole season and now she doesn't have her powers. Like she's just sort of a machine that is out of fuel. She's not a machine. She's a human. Thanks Mike. But she has run <laughs> out of, she has run out of power. And so when Billy comes in, you know, knocks out Max, takes out Mike, and then you know knocks out L. I'm seriously like, holy crap! Like, what are they? What are they gonna do here? Yeah, and then, this poor girl. Yeah, this poor girl. Yeah. I want to
1: can I interject a funny story? Real sure, quick? sure, sure. So, sure. so I've been watching this again. I, we watched the whole series together, me and the kids and my wife, and then rewatching it with them for this, and it's so funny. Uh, and the, in the start of season three, when Hopper's given Mike crap, uh, my 12 year old, she was like, she was like, Oh, I feel so bad for Mike. And, and because, Oh, it's after he lied to, to L. I was like, what are you? Right. Whoa, 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 <laughs> no sister. Like, I mean. Everyone deserves our empathy, right? Some empathy for the devil, wow. just, But, <laughs> wow. you know, come on. You, 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 you led with empathy for Mike when Elle's the one who has been lied to. So I really gave her a hard time about that. Wow. <laughs> last, last, <laughs> no, it gets better. Last night, we're watching episode eight and that scene you just outlined. Uh, uh, Billy smacks Max and then he yep. just slams Mike into the wall and then he just hammers L and my 12 yep. year old just like, oh, poor Mike, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you i was like i mean sure he's late. You, you, I like i was like no, you're just with the patriarchy now aren't you kid you know like come on like you, it's <laughs> we want mike to be okay but why are you leading with that <laughs> it's so funny that is so I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off it's
4: been no fun it's okay I mean, my it last my last statement on it was just that like what a great payoff what an absolutely great payoff when I mean, Billy lays her down almost like sacrificial altar status before the mind flayer. And then, you know, like it's really kind of creepy, slimy little like just try to stay still kind of thing that Billy whispers in her ear. And then the mind flayer is about to go in for the swoop in for the kill. And then Lucas with the with the fireworks, like it's just it's a wonderful, wonderful payoff um, leading into just a really fantastic, just absolutely uh, enormous set piece that I just think is, is really, really, uh, really quite killer. So, um, Jess, I'm going to come to you next. What you got for episode eight?
3: Okay. Well, I mean, wow. Episode eight is like Love you've it. all been saying. I mean, that payoff, and I'm gonna. I I'm not gonna say I like Billy. But mm. I, I definitely felt for him. Like I mean, mm-hmm. he yeah. was a dastardly character for sure. I, I don't know. I that beach scene um, yeah. mm-hmm. of him with his mom was enough for me. And you know, we all bring our experiences into everything. But sure. I am just, you know, I mean, even back in season two, I mean, he was so over the top, awful. You're like, okay, step. Like, there's a story here. So it's just, I feel like I was waiting for it. I'm like, obviously, he, you know, there's abuse. And so that first scene with his dad, I was like, Mm,
0: mm. okay,
3: this is, this makes, this is making sense. And then when you see him as a little boy and seeing him, you know, punch his mom in the face. And Mm. it seems like, you know, his mom was really... His, you know, his shining light there. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you remember? <laughs> I only watched the beginning of this movie. This is kind of me with most of these horror movies. Like, I start with it, and I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs>
4: the <laughs> do you oh, the cell with, with Jennifer Lopez? Lopez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Jennifer yes. Lopez. And yeah. So you know, Vince she goes Vaughn to and,
3: and he's like that brutal, and and she's you know seeing him abused, and that's when I was kind of like, I'm out. But like. That just seeing that first 20 minutes, like that has stuck with me. And so I just feel like that payoff at the end of him. Yeah. And I can't remember what she's saying to him, but like that is yeah. just, I, I just can't put it into words. I mean, that yeah. is like reconciliation. Like he is like, I don't know. I just, yeah. she saw him and yeah. he, it completely changed him. And I don't know if that, it just, uh, man, I just am like, you just want to stand up and, like, wow, <laughs> sure. and be able to it's put powerful. that into, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. I, it just, I love well, it. Well, and the
4: the way you said it, she saw him, like, because she invokes, mm-hmm. what what she does is invokes the seven feet. You told her seven feet. And then she starts talking. It's like, your mom was beautiful, you know, and like, and you felt so happy. And so she saw him. And, and I think, you know, in that way that it can be very powerful, even for the most villainous of characters, like to be seen in the place where you felt most at home and to be sort of validated that and brought back to that. Um, You know, it, it really does like uh, for, for as awful of a character and as flat of a character as he is in season two, I think they, they did uh, an impressive sort of thing to just sort of at least tilt us up right there at the end, Uh, if not fully on board for him sure. to at least sympathize with with what he had to overcome what he what he had to deal with um vera what you what you got for episode eight
2: yeah that is a beautiful beautiful moment like it's like um just a sleepy time blue year reference again like mom's warm hug is what that's like yeah and i just mm-hmm. think that it's a really sweet thing that they did for at the end there um i'm just gonna reference stuff again that i saw in the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: but, awesome. i mean the
2: episode is so 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 good and i'm sure we'll get into it when we start talking about themes so um mm-hmm. the russian facility star wars alarms
0: mm-hmm. oh, okay. wow yeah. yeah um
2: the end the very very end when you have like the news report and they call it horror in the heartland but it's basically like satanic panic.
4: Yeah, I, I totally yeah. caught that this time. Some people and, believe that Satan is at, you know, and I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and the last one is that one of the movies that they um, that's playing at the cinema um, when they come out is Return to Oz. Has anybody seen yes. Yes. Return to Oz? Yes. Yeah. yeah that oh, That is I accidentally own that movie because I <laughs> forgot to return it to <laughs> I forgot to return it to Blockbuster, and so they made me, like, keep the VHS and pay for it, um, which, and I don't have a VHS anymore, so now I can't oh. even watch this
0: <laughs> copy of Return to Oz
2: I but it's on Disney+, and I rewatched it recently, and it is? super creepy it uh, is super like, creepy yes. yeah zombie oh, yeah. and the wheelers and i just yes, like i wheelers. saw it flash
3: up there and i was like oh that's almost worse than the mind player <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> that, that man. is funny
3: because i totally was like tell them and they're like we don't care but i'm like <laughs> oh you <laughs> guys this is really weird like it's, yeah tiktok come
4: on oh man TikTok <laughs> is a
3: robot not the app
4: <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding um all right so nathan i think you're probably gonna bring this up so I'm going to come to you next, uh,
1: and and well, what have you got for what do you got for episode eight? If you don't say this, I will. Well, clarify for me in our little round robin here. Have you gone on eight yet? It's fine if you eight, haven't. That's where we sure. are, yeah, yeah. Right, I know, I know. But did you do your eight? yet? I uh,
4: well, I kind of kind of tiptoed my way into it a little bit. I didn't say formally like what I wrote down, but but yeah, I kind of tiptoed into it, and then I'll I'll round us off.
1: Um. Well. <sighs> It's so weird and and I texted all of you this last night and that was immediately after finishing 8 uh and then finishing season 2 of Lost right after it with my kids but uh so it's been a a fun media uh, vacation here mm. uh Bluey Lost Stranger Things um <laughs> but it's so weird to actually still hold at a slight mm, I how I phrase this I still kind of hold loosely my, this is a strong word. Allegiance to Stranger Things, um okay. And yet, I kind of unabashedly love season three. Mm. Um, I think it's better than season one, pound for pound. Uh, season one, of course, is fantastic insofar as it introduces us to all these characters and concepts. But by the end, read your references. By the end, when those fireworks start flying, I'm like, damn! I want to watch this on a giant screen, like yeah. it is yeah. cinematic. And it is gorgeous. And it is all of these story threads coming together. And what I wrote down was, and, and y'all know this if you ever got around to listening to it. I can't stand season two, Billy and yeah. dad Gummet, They do it. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. they land that plane. I still would say, I, I would still contend for as much as the show wants each season to be its own story that they fail him in season two, that the, kind of creatively. Uh, but, you know, having what we have now, I think they pull out of the skid and do it with grace and with, dare I say it, love. It toes that line between Poppy and Deep Heart, uh, you know, that that kind of gets us to this final you know the 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 kind of final two scenes that haven't been explicitly stated in episode eight are uh, uh dusty buns and susie poo finally connecting and oh then the, the, the letter but i <laughs> i do feel compelled to just like i remember i remember watching this season kind of kind of just slamming through it the the weekend it released probably even going into it cautious you know like i don't know but i'm gonna do it because because i like being a part of the conversation And I can still remember just the, the, the kernel of feelings attached to that experience watching it that just got revisited three months ago. Uh, If you keep up with every episode of fear of God, you heard me reference rewatching season three with my kids for the first time. And then now this, like the way the never ending story call out Mm. kind of weaves this beautiful lovely joy Mm. into this really dark world. These characters inhabit is just astounding. Like, Mm. like just watching it, your heart can't help, but soar. Like I get it. I know there are holdouts and, and people, and and I'm kind of one of them with a lot of things. Like I'm, I'm kind of cynical and you know, you, you kind of don't want to be manipulated, but dang, when, when it's done well, I'm like, yeah, you, you did it. you have, You pulled it off, and not only pulled it off, but like everything is just singing—no pun intended—and that scene just it it tie it 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 ties the show together Mm -hmm. across its entire canon, and it's amazing.
4: It is Um, a it is an absolutely perfect moment because yeah yeah. All of, all of the stakes are going on. They need this. And I, by that time, here's what's great about it. The first time through, you know, it's coming with any rewatch, but the first time through when he's like, your number is wrong. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Plank's constant wasn't even on my mind. I didn't, I was just like, Oh, okay. Like whatever. And then he's like, well, I guess the number's wrong. I, I don't know. And then Dustin's sitting there like, Oh man. Like. What is a, uh, or, or, you know, he then immediately starts to pull the dial. And I was like, wait, what? What are we about to see? And then when she's like, Dusty Buns, I'm like, oh my God. I had forgotten all about. Yeah. That was the- perfect. Even though they reference it as Steve and Robin joking like, yeah, I don't think she's real or whatever. I was pretty sure I was like, Dustin, dude, with a boyfriend, you know, with a girlfriend or whatever. But then when Susie turns out to be a real person, that's already just like joy personified. You're just sure, like, oh, that's sure. delightful. But then when she is holding out because she's like, I want to hear it. And I'm like, "What? It, uh, oh, she wants him to tell her that he loves her or something like that. And it was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Everything goes quiet. <laughs> And then, I mean, like, freaking Mind Flayer is chasing the Todd father. And, like, every everything goes, everything goes quiet. Joyce and Hopper are down there, like, waiting for the code. And you just, with no other, uh, a- 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 like, affectation, you hear Dustin just, the like, turn around. And I'm, like what is what is happening right here and then it all culminates in freaking Susie like doing the whole never ending is this she raises her hand and i'm like oh my god
1: i mean it's amazing it It is is truly breathtaking like we talk on the show a lot how we don't know if sometimes the creators or the architects of the media we watch comprehend exactly what they reach at and maybe occasionally Um, touch and to me that's one of them i'm like i don't know if you guys quite i know you i know they know it's special no question it is special i i don't know if you know you're like touching touching something there yeah i mean if you go back if you go back and, and because it isn't just the revelation of susie being real it isn't just the cute loveliness of the two of them singing a song together it's that song It's like, yes, because not only is that a nostalgia touch point, but if you go listen to our conversation about that film, you're like this, this, the whole ethos of what that is about reaches for something beyond just the players in its own story. And that's absolutely kind of, you've kind of hit magic when, when that, when you pull that off and it's really amazing.
4: Absolutely. Vera, you were about to say
1: something. (laughs) What do you want to say?
2: I like, I love everything about that scene. And my absolute favorite part is when it briefly, like it briefly cuts to everyone listening in on the walkie talkie. And it cuts to Hopper and you just see him <laughs> die inside. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and Joyce, she's like banging her head against the wall in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's right. amazing. It's
4: so wonderful. So yeah, that, I mean, that moment is just like, it's, it's, it's such a wonderful. And then of course, it touches off after all of that bombast and the laughter and everything like that. She's just like, Planck's constant is yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my God, it's so wonderful. Yeah,
1: yeah it's just, it's all so wonderful. And then well, it's, um, it's a am- I'm sorry to catch up. It's amazing to me to think. Like I just imagine writers' rooms sometimes when you're when they're just like, huh is this yeah. gonna work you know like oh just just okay. just plotting and planning and orchestrating and then shooting and then just crossing your fingers like let's yeah. let's hope it works man yeah. it, it works yeah it was it was fantastic
4: um i think the only other thing because you already kind of referenced the letter that hopper uh, has letter written to her yeah. like i think it was pretty presumed because we i mean rule of thumb with any of these like 80s horror things if you don't see a body they are, they might not be dead. And now, of course, there it's, aren't you know, dead. Yes. <laughs> are, yes, aren't dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the Stranger Things season four teasers have shown us no Hopper is not dead, but even still in the moment watching it, when you still kind of don't really think he, he's actually going to be gone. Um, it's, it, it's a touching and a kind of a sweet, like it, it's got its melancholy. It means a lot for Joyce, especially everything that they've gone through. And then his, his letter to L is just so so lovely and knowing like when Mm -hmm. it was written and the context in which it was written um it's just it's really wonderful i feel like this show uh lands with such tremendous affection and uh yeah it's just it's it's really really delightful um before we get into any anything sort of like overarching about what the show is interested in thematically did anybody else have anything more on the the trivial nature of it before we kind of round to that side of things Anything um, else that just didn't get mentioned? Yeah, go ahead, Vera.
2: The uh, this is a trivial bit um, about the never ending story thing. Is it Limnal who sings it? Is that the name of? the I think artist? that's the name.
4: Yeah, I think that's. the Um, name.
2: was like super surprised that after this episode came out, the song's popularity went up like eight hundred and twenty five percent on <laughs> oh, Spotify. Oh, I believe it.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Oh, but yeah, so fun. Fun. and I'm sure it's never terribly low, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And the oh, other man.
2: thing I wrote down, and I don't know why I wrote it down, but maybe you guys will know 88 miles per hour. yeah, why did that come up in one back, of to the
1: back to the future? yeah it's from
2: oh, it's from back to, it. yeah, back to it's the because they're
4: watching back to the future when they when Steve and Robin are still like high on truth serum or whatever yeah, it is they gave it. them and, <laughs> and then and, I wrote
2: down the calculation for it in kilometers because I was like, I don't know how <laughs> fast that is. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's awesome! <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! That's great. Um, well, I uh, so normally what we do is we when we're you know these days when we're diving into more thematic uh, elements of this we kind of come uh, braced with questions. I must confess that I didn't really prepare that uh, this time around. Uh, I have something that I would like to say about it, but I want to just yield first. Does anybody have like a thematic question that they wanted to? I just don't want to dominate the conversation. So, nope. I just
2: wrote down part of Hopper's letter.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Share what you've written.
2: So this is um, the end of his letter. And what he says to Elle is, keep on growing up. Don't let me stop you. Make mistakes. Learn from them. And when life hurts you, because it will, remember the hurt. The hurt is good. It means that you're out of that cave. But please, if you don't mind, for the sake of your poor old dad, keep the door open three inches.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Mm, man it's so lovely it's so lovely can I toss out there I'm sorry please Um, please go ahead I mean I I don't know if you're heading a particular direction read but previous the the immediate prior elements of it to me encapsulate you know there's a there's a easy case to be made that Hopper is kind of the heartbeat of the show you know I mean the kids the kids are the the kind of locomotive element uh, but his kind of journey emotionally is is one of the driving forces as well and you know he's talking he's recounting his experience with l and he says lately i've been feeling distant from you like you're pulling away from me i miss playing board games watching westerns you are growing changing if i'm being real honest that is what scares me mm. i don't want things to change yeah and i guess i would just sort of throw that out to all of us. Of uh, well, I'll 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 couch it in my own. I mean, that hits hard. And all of us are parents of of children of varying ages. But you know, what 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 do we keep from thriving inadvertently mm-hmm. because we've bought into this? I don't want things to change idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I don't know. I don't know that 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 line hits really hard. For me personally, uh, and and not because of a real direct or real specific sort of, Oh, it makes me think of this, but just the general emotional energy about it. Uh, I don't want things to change like that. There's, there's so much and, and, and I'll, I'll make a huge leap right here, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to upstream that directly into the idea of the never ending story is constant change, you know, life itself is constant change. And, and it's almost like if you, if you have stopped caring or pursuing something about that change again, I'm being a bit nebulous intentionally cause it's pretty hard to define what I'm saying. At, at what point are we sort of holding back goodness from the world, from our children, from our families, you right. know, and, and step that a bit further of we as carriers of good news to a world to this world, I, You know, what, what are we, what are we withholding? What are we holding back when we resist that change? You know, he, he even says it. life, this is life, you know, life will hurt you, but you learn from it. It is good. You know, we, we, we don't want things to change because it means it's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, But in his own words, the hurt is good. It means you're out of that cave. I don't know. I don't know. This got, yeah, please, please.
4: I'm just. Well, no, I mean, th- that's what I think this whole season has been about. I mean, I, honestly, this whole notion, Hopper says it more succinctly than anybody else does, but that's this whole season. Everybody's relationship is changing. We talked about in uh, in, in, in episode uh, three and four talking about wills grieving uh, when he's mm-hmm. sitting in castle Byers and he's looking at his land and, and he views those things that he once viewed with such affection. Now he thinks they're so stupid, but he himself is going through something that we'd be very empathetic about, but it's that resistance to change that my, my dynamic with them is changing now. And I love the moment. And again, I'm going to, I'm about to go through just like a couple more examples, but I love that moment at the end where he puts his D and D books in the donation box. And he's like, I'll play yours. When I'm back, it's changing. It's not yeah. over. He's not bitter anymore. I'll play yours when I'm back, you know? And so then. Um, you know, the relationship between Mike and Elle that naturally has to evolve from from what it was into whatever more mature version it's it's now going to be Um Dustin and Billy coming to turn like her having uh, admittedly, it's not explored in great depth on the show, but having to sort of come to terms with things about her brother, she's never had to confront before. She just has affection and he's just a jerk sometimes, but she's having to really sort of wrestle with some of that. Hopper and Joyce and the way their sort of tension with after everything that they've gone through is beginning to change. Um, Steve and Robin, like just one after one, that's what it feels like this entire season has been about is these relationships fracturing and recognizing that in order to move to the next phase, this is like the crux. And I feel like we come to this point probably multiple times in multiple relationships where we will come to a place where it says, okay, at this point, this relationship will either die and be a memory or it will change and now become the new thing that it is and it will still be a vibrant living thriving relationship friendship uh you know romantic relationship parental relationship whatever it is it'll either be those things or it will fade now and be something that we used to have and i feel like that's a crossroads that long standing vibrant relationships like real relationships are always going to have to pass through, they're going to have to pass through, uh, not, not intentionally using, they'll have to pass through that gate, you know, like that, that's something that they will have to transition, and they'll, and it will either survive on the other end, um, and thank goodness it has, because we're out of the cave, or it won't, and I find that really lovely, I find it challenging, uh, but I do find it really lovely. I have maybe a couple of closing thoughts on it, so I don't want to share that without giving Jess and Vera an opportunity to. uh, So, Jess, what do you what do what do you think about what we're exploring with that general idea in relation to the show or anything else?
3: I mean, I think I think you guys hit on it. I mean, because just the change. I mean, and it's hard. Like, I can't view a lot of things without the eyes of a parent. You know, especially when you're watching the show with your children, um, and you know watching it, especially with my son, who's about their age, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy as a mom watching your little boy become a man, you know, Mm -hmm. before your eyes. It's a really, it's a different experience than watching your, my daughter grow up. It's just kind of different. You can relate. Um, So when I hear you say it like that, you know, and kind of put together that it is. And I think that is part of the appeal. I think, um, drawn to those shows, because it, it, I'm constantly reliving everything that I remember Mm
0: -hmm. from that
3: time period of like, you know, this person, this relationship, this changing, that that is just so much of the beauty of the show. I don't know. And it it reminds me of Wonder Years. I have to say that (laughs) in that in like a completely different way, but just that change, just really watching. And the fact that it is, I think you've mentioned a couple of times, they've done such a, you know, good time, good job of having actual kids at that age. So you Mm -mm. see them grow up for real. Yeah. Um, And I I have to throw in, I think, Nathan, you mentioned way back in the season one discussion, how what a complete waste of a character Ted, the dad is. I remember his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but besides him i do enjoy the parents and even karen like mm-hmm. even that little bit we get of karen and nancy in the kitchen oh, I at one time, yeah i absolutely i absolutely love that and as weird as the the billy and karen thing was i i gave her i'm like humanize that middle-aged mom like go for it. You know, just, it was just little, little things like that. Um, but I don't know it. Yeah. I'm kind of feel like I'm rambling, but I, I agree with you in that it is this constant change.
4: Sure. Absolutely. Vera, what do you think?
2: Um, yeah, Ted, the dad is, uh, my husband, Rob's favorite character. He loves to- <laughs> 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 just the classic dad with like the newspaper who like doesn't care. He's like, I want to be that guy.
4: That's awesome. That's fantastic. Um,
2: but yeah, no, I think that this what the season does a really great job of capturing is the bittersweet feeling yes. of change. So yeah. mm-hmm. change hurts, but change is also good. And um, like, I it's something that, as we've all said, like as a parent, my kids are still really little, but I can see, you know, my middle daughter is turning um, as of this recording on Saturday. So two days from now, she's turning four. And I can see that like four-year-old like shift from three to four, like there's a, more of an attitude change. There's more of a, an assertion of her independence. Like I can see that changing in her and I'm, I love it. I love to see my kids grow and change. But at the same time, I want to hold on to that little baby that they are. Um, and so I think that this season does a really great job of capturing that feeling. Of wanting to hold on to something, but
4: also wanting to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, a, I think it's, uh, it culminates, especially. I love the way you just put that, wanting to hold on to something, but wanting, you know, like knowing you have to let it go and wanting to let it go at the same time. I think it's important that this season ends with them leaving Hawkins. You know, those, yeah. those just absolutely gut wrenching. They're looking around at the, you know, at the places in their room and, and, um, and, you know, it, it reminds me, uh, I, I think about a lot. Uh, about the ways in which we try so hard to make or manufacture moments with the people that we love in the places where we felt safe and the, and the ways or doing the things we felt safe doing. And when we try to manufacture that or try to force that to be that way again, I think we're really doing ourselves a disservice because we're kind of just trying to retread something Um and what might be more valuable to us is to maybe have a couple of key factors, a couple of like, uh, like, oh, you, obviously we'll, we'll get together again or we'll see each other again. But here's what, here's what it's striking me right now is like our relationships with our parents. And I'll talk about it in relationship with my relationship with my son. Like if I'm not agile enough in my understanding and observation of who he is, I will always and forever see him as things i've already learned about him mm-hmm. so i'll always just see him as the 6-year-old version the 4-year-old version the whatever and hopefully i can be agile enough to get to know he's 9 now to to get to know the 9-year-old version of him and to learn that afresh and learn that anew and if i'm if i'm agile enough to develop that new skill then maybe I will be able to do the same thing when he's 13 or when he's 15 or when he's a man. Um, because otherwise, like I feel like in the relationships that I've had familial or friendship or anything, it's that when it comes time to change, if you no longer have the language that you used to have uh-huh. and you don't have the, the desire or the, the, um, i'm uh, I'm struggling to find the appropriate word for it but if you don't push through and find the new language for who you are right now then all you will be left with is kind of like a i hate to say it this way but like a stain on a memory where it's just like oh yeah i guess those times are over now and we're not we're not those people anymore and it's like but yeah but you could be new people in new things now Mm -hmm. and and as long as we continue to resist and and Listener co-hosts explode that wherever you want to in expressions of faith expressions of place um a, a, a rap wrestling with an issue I've always been very frustrated when people are um kind of uh unwilling to admit that certain conclusions about certain things about your life like I heard Paul Simon say this one time where he was and Paul Simon is uh one of the people creatively, maybe him Stephen King Ray Bradbury, who when they talk about their creative process i extremely pay attention because they often say some really profound things. He says, yeah, I go to concerts and everybody wants me to do the Simon and Garfunkel stuff, Mm. but I'm, I can't be that anymore. I'm not that age. I've learned all these different things. So even if I redo the song, it's going to be me doing the song now. Like it's going to be, it's going to have that energy. It's going to have that focus on it. And I feel like so many times we ourselves get super frustrated with just the fact that times are changing and we haven't woken right. up to expect, like, you know, I've expressed on the show before about how, like, uh, or I've I've quoted that G.K. Chesterton quote where he talks about how uh, the faith died over history multiple times, mm-hmm. and then it came rushing back. And I'm just like, you know, to drop a, a note of scripture on here, like, what do we think being transformed from glory to glory is, if mm. not a death and resurrection, you know, mm. like, What do we we think that that we we think, oh, yeah, we've got to constantly go uh, backwards and and preserve and we've got to preserve. And I'm like, man, give me what's in the morning, you know, like give give me. give me what's on the horizon what does what does the lord have me, for me now what does my family have for me now my relationships art um you know mechanism what what's what's on the next page and uh, and i really hope that i can have the the strength of character or the courage to say like okay moving into the next page means the other page is now going to be memory hopefully cherished memory hopefully learned memory but it will now be that and hopefully, I will have the strength to embrace whatever is uh, is coming on the horizon. So, well, yeah. I really, I,
1: I really love your use of the word "agile" there because it is such an appropriate. Uh, it, it is almost a virtue that we neglect uh, in favor of perhaps its opposite, lethargy. And I've had this really profound experience and, and Vera and Reed specifically because of 47 meters down, will will understand some of this, like our four-year-old, um, right before this beach trip we're on right now, uh, did four days of swimming lessons. She had never done swimming lessons. She had up till now had pretty minimal kind of water time. Um, just, I mean, uh, I mean, COVID was a quarter of her life, you know? Yes. Uh, and so a uh, pretty, pretty minimal exposure there. And, so she did these swimming lessons, and one, I went to a couple of them, and, and honestly, the, the, the place conducting them uh, was pretty mild in terms of the lessons themselves. It was very ease, ease the kid into underwater time, and so uh, it is – we're recording on a Thursday. I've been here with the three kids since Sunday, and my wife just got here today, and s- progressively, these last four days, the house we're in has a pool – and y'all this four-year-old is a friggin fish. <laughs> he awful. is a fish and it is mind-blowing and it is like read your your sort of descriptor there of entering a new level like like we have pushed into something different and i'm watching this little human whom by my personal admission challenges me in her skill. I'm like dad gum kid. Like mm-hmm. when my wife got here today, we had um, all of us in the pool for a little while today. And even she was like, Are, is she okay? I thought, like, yeah, watch this. And <laughs> I mean, this four-year-old is scooping up, uh, uh, uh one two three dive sticks off the bottom of the pool for like 15 seconds and coming back up and my wife's like she'll okay?" I'm like yeah it's amazing isn't it you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's on the on the one hand there's this ownership of like oh that's our kid on the other hand i'm like i had nothing to do with this you know look at her go <laughs> oh, like man. the the agility of just sort of our human experience and and what that kind of and that's a real you know maybe silly uh example but is this real it has been a profound metaphor for me this week of like watching yeah, this human wow. who yes I had a participant in its creation and it's you're here uh, but your whole life is going to be this and I have so I get to be blessed by mm. your growth and that's yeah. sort of what Hopper is sort of describing there right like yeah, I didn't sure. want things to change but but look at you and and you're mm-hmm. growing, and you're doing these things, mm-hmm. and and keep doing those things. Like I love that part of the letter. Keep growing, kid.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, man, that is
1: um, good stuff. Like it's, because yeah, it's because so much of our, it's so weird the ways we. Maybe I'm just speaking for me, but I feel like the ways the world, which feels dumb to say, the ways our 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 uh, families of origin, trajectory, perhaps our churches, just just these cultures we grow up in keep uh, propel us towards a static state sure like yeah. well i am i am the me i am and so nothing really is going to change you know like mm-hmm. and i you know there's there's huge leaps between what i'm trying to say and things like oh you know the critics of pick a dumb thing cr- <laughs> the dumb people are critical of but i think you know what i'm saying but the idea that we arrive which is just baloney
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like like yeah. this, Hopper is to L as we should be to ourselves in the mirror. Keep growing, kid. Like you, you, you've got so much. The world is so big. Reed, you talked about recently, and it's really stayed splintered in my brain. This, this idea of wonder and discovery that feels kind of gone mm. as mm. as the age we kind of are, or at least I feel as I, though I am in terms of my current life. It's like, where, man? I miss just discovering a thing. Yeah, discovering a sequence of things and discover you know whether that's a movie or an idea, like and and being able to figure out how to interlock that or interlace that or or maneuver that or discard that you know whatever. Right. And I'm a person who thinks I'm decent at this. You know, <laughs> like if if even I'm saying, man, I want to keep growing, and even still feel like I still try to do that, but it's in fits and starts. I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, but just oh. just illustrating this lovely example of of watching my kid sort of birth into this new phase of life.
4: Yeah. Well, what, where did we get the notion, and this is this is kind of a rhetorical question, but where did we get the notion that the first image we have of God in the scriptures is as a creator? Where did we get the notion that there is not continually going to be more things going to be created? That when we hear a phrase like, behold, I make all things new, that that somehow means, behold, I take all things backwards. Behold, I put everything back You know, the way it was. Instead of that opportunity—that there is wonder, there is there is discovery, there are things
1: on. Or that we rephrase it in our spirits to say, "Behold, I made all things new, and now they're old." And you get to live right. with the old thing, right? Yes,
4: yes, and and that's a you know like I, the 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 scriptural metaphors keep like popping and crackling with me. But it's like like you can't put new wine in old wine skins. Like eventually, right. the wine skins are going to wear out, and I've got new wine to share with you. And and that's the thing is, I feel like we limit ourselves so much. And, uh, and I've expressed this maybe even on the show before, and this will be my final button on it. Then I'll invite everybody to sort of share final thoughts if you have them and, and, and we'll, we'll close things out. But, um, you know, like for me, and I've said this for years, I hope that this will remain true for as long as I live. I know some people for whom their faith is very much uh, a limitation. Well, I can't do this because of my faith or I don't do this because mm-hmm. of my faith. And, uh, and, and true. There are certain degrees to which there are things that, yeah, well, it, because of my convictions, I won't this, I won't that, obviously, you know, standards of conduct, standards of whatever. But I have always felt that my faith opens me up, that mm-hmm. my faith... uh I'm going to use stranger things language. My faith keeps the door at least three inches open that <laughs> there's not a, there's not a place to which I'm going to slam and close and lock that, 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 that I always try to, maybe we call it, stay curious. Maybe we call it staying open. Maybe we call it staying receptive, uh whatever it is, but I'm, but I'm, but I always am feeling like, no, in, in every, in every big thing that I would point to and say like, yeah, that's, that's what the Lord has touched my life with. It's been this, this openness or an opening up to something else. would be like, oh, okay, look, look here. You didn't, you didn't even see this over here, you know, like, oh, look over that. And, and so, you know, I hear uh, the scriptures where he talks about like, hey, hey, wait, 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 have you looked at the lilies? Like, have you looked at them? Have you considered them? Have you looked at the birds recently? Have you considered those recently? And I feel like that is something that we really, um, you know, I, I I would wish and long for that for myself for as long as I may live here. And for everybody else who would embrace the name of Jesus that like, no, that, that, that opens it up. The tomb, the tomb (laughs) is empty and, and, and you're out of the cave in stranger things language. And like, yeah, look, look. Behold, everything mm. that is ahead of you and all the things that uh, that now continue to be uh, guided and and moved forward. And it it hurts my heart sometimes when I can tell and feel just how closed in and how how caved in and how locked in uh, that those expressions of faith uh, are to some people. And that's just that, that's that's where my head and mind and heart are at uh, right now in this in this moment. Um before we sort of, you know, possibly wind all this down, wanted to uh, just say like anybody, no obligation to, but if does anybody have any sort of final thoughts, anything that you would say like, Oh yeah, I didn't get to say this really wanted to, or, you know, piggybacking on this or even something more trivial. I'm just going to leave I, it up. Uh, yeah. I kind of
2: understand, um, read what you're saying in terms of, um, people having their faith, close them in. I mm-hmm. cannot remember where I heard this metaphor. Um, But uh, faith is kind of like a playground with a fence. Mm -hmm. And so um, they've done studies where kids in a playground that have a large but fenced off area for their safety tend to utilize that space more. But people who don't understand, um, but when they remove that fence, kids tend to like stick to a smaller space because they don't know where it's safe to go and play. So -hmm. they use up less of that space. And I feel like people um, who might be using their um, faith to close themselves off to things don't understand that faith actually gives them clear boundaries so that they can mm. exercise more freedom. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that that's kind of what what Hopper is telling um, L to go and do, right? Like yeah. to grow, to experience. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, you're going to, you know, have questions you're you're not going to understand these things but you know what you're not in that cave but also leave the door three inches open like still keep in touch Mm -hmm. with me still you know don't don't let's lose this relationship and i think one of the characters in the show that kind of shows what we've been saying about people not understanding growth is steve like hopper's the one character that went through it a huge turn and then steve is the other one right like the other character aside from the kids that have, has really changed a lot from season one mm-hmm. to like totally different person. <laughs> so and at the end of episode eight, he goes into the video yeah. store with Robin and the guy yeah. there just sees him as Steve, the hair from high school
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and Robin who went through all of it with him. Like she knows that he is a new person, but this guy doesn't, he's just seeing, you know, that old guy from high school with the good hair and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't care about him. He doesn't see the growth that has happened. He's just imagining him stagnant. Um, And that's something that I think that a lot of people find challenging as well is when you've gone through growth and change, um, people who have known you before tend to just see you as before instead of seeing you where you are at now.
4: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's very wise, very astute. I do love that. I forget. I, I think I heard first heard that boundary metaphor actually from Chesterton. I keep quoting Chesterton, but that's, (laughs) that's where I first heard that. And I've always found that really encouraging to know that it's like, uh, yeah, that it's actually like the, the, the freedom that's desired is not anarchy, you know, the freedom that's desired is not, you know, just utter, uh, rampant chaos, um, that, that there is just this like, um. You know, like getting back to the the lilies analogy, like, you know, lilies have form and they have, you know, cycles of life and everything, but uh, they still have so much to teach us. And I feel like sometimes people are so resistant to hearing anything new or uh, or even in sharing anything new. And I love the way you put that, that it's like, no, the boundaries are there so that you can have freedom. You know, like that's that's part of, uh, of what that's all about. And I just think I find that really, really lovely. Um, Jess, did you have anything to add? I don't want to cut you out.
3: You, you I good, just want you... to know. This is okay. taken it back to a bit shallower,
4: but sure, sure.
3: So, will always grabbing his neck? Yeah, mm-hmm. is is this something? Well, <laughs> it makes it's sense.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah Inspired it, sense. It's
4: it's, it's just, actually because he feels that's where he feels um, the mind flare when he's when he's close, like he's the radar.
1: I just am
3: curious because I'm like, are they? Are they telling us, like, is there still something there?
4: Oh, interesting. I mean, I think these people are. I mean, is that, gonna- I'm
3: just wondering what you guys, because every time I'm like, why is he still grabbing his neck? Because he yeah. was doing that in two, but then like it was, it's out, it's gone. Yeah. But then he's sure. still doing this all through three. So I'm like, I don't. Why does he keep doing that? Well, I, I thought would, of yeah, it like. Rodo um after
2: he had been stabbed with the blade on Weathertop and how like he still feels the pain so, there okay yeah that that's yeah. how and, i am. yeah and, i'm
0: and, just and curious good, what
3: other people are thinking.
1: good sure. on you Vera, for making a weathertop reference which is also a stranger things reference ah! uh, yeah <laughs> I, I think i think they smartly gave will a role beyond the sad can't play dungeons and dragons character of sure. shooting the radar now he's the one who's like it's here. <laughs> it's near my spider sense is tingling. In the back of um, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, um, I do feel like I should throw out one of my favorite. This is a triple bit for me, but the heroes, the Peter Gabriel heroes needle drop is, is, is just amazing. It's I love wonderful. It. Yeah. At the no, end, it's um, wonderful. It's, it's good, good stuff.
4: Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. Um, okay. So, uh, we're, we're very quickly going to do, uh, the fog meter, uh, on Stranger Things season three. Um, and then depending on people's time and availability, maybe we'll answer a couple more trivia questions and then say goodbye to the eighties party for the month of July. Okay. So, um, fog meter is our very specific metric of fear and God, where we rate these things on their scares and their substance. Uh, Vera, I'm coming to you first for Stranger Things season three. What would you give it out of 10 for the fear measurement? Just season three, not the show as a whole.
2: Yeah. For the like Cronenberg-esque body horror alone, I will give it a seven point five.
4: All right. That's right. Okay, Jess, what would you give it?
3: For this season, um, seven. I guess say seven. Right.
4: Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and echo myself, but like I-, I was gonna give the fear for this season a seven. I think that when it gets scary, it's really it's really quite scary. In fact, Vera You've convinced me I'm going to give it a seven and a half because I just, I feel like seven is, you know, like I was just, I'm just going to push it that other yeah, it's not an
2: eight, But like,
4: yeah, <laughs> just a, just a little bit more. So um, yeah, seven and a half for me, Nathan, what do you think?
1: Uh, You know, so much of these, Ratings are often on some version of Curve, and my curve for this one is kind of watching it through the eyes of my kids, uh, whom I remember showing them the trailer to season one and then being like, No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, so that coupled with just the compositional makeup of the mind flayer, uh, uh, then further coupled with, I I am going to couch this in the thrilling aspect of the season. Mm -hmm. I reference this, I reference this read on our last week's episode i think the structure of this season is incredibly well uh designed uh from it from a thriller standpoint in other words the peaks are really sharp and punctuated and high uh and there are very few lows you referenced um the cabin fight the hospital encounter um uh uh, uh, the the sauna test uh culminating in the battle of stark like Uh, I'm going to give it a nine, uh, based again, less, less on horrifying elements and more thrilling substance. Sure. What would you give it on the God meter? Same season. Um, ignoring slight anxiety in what may come of season with season four. Um, but recognizing how I articulated the never ending story, uh, uh, scene and what it does for the season as a whole, whether they meant it to or not, I think it hits pretty high notes. and I'm going to give it a 9-2 for Substance. Nice.
4: nice. Um, I'm going to join you on that 9 because I feel like this season is really strong. The things that this season is exploring have hit me harder than Seasons 1 and 2 did. Even though I love Seasons 1 and I... I'm with Jess. I also love season two. I think Jess, you and I may be the only two apologists for season two on the planet, but uh, but I, I am very fond of season two, though I admit it's the weakest of the three. Um, I'm still very fond of it. But this thematically, I think they're doing some really touching things that connect with me uh, in some pretty strong ways. So I'm going to join you on uh, nine for that. Uh, Vera, what would you say for the God meter?
2: Yeah, I think that this season is very intentional about what it's trying to say. And I think that's evidenced um in Hopper's letter to L. Mm, so yeah. I because of the intentionality behind it and because I just find it such a heart like despite all the horror and stuff, a heartwarming season.
4: Sure. There's so
2: much to love about it and so much that is beautiful about it. So I am going to give it an eight.
4: All right. Jess, bring us home. What would you give it all on right. the hot meter?
3: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say a ten. I mean I just, <laughs> there you go. I absolutely <laughs> awesome. like I think keep, everything keep that, growing, kid you all <laughs> said like the letter, the um, and just yeah, it was yeah. just a beautiful reckoning for all the characters.
4: Yeah. No, that's uh that's awesome. And that means that on the whole, we give Stranger Things season three an eight out of ten on the Fog Meter. So
1: that is a pretty substantive you've, showing. You've come a long way, Stranger Things, from se- our Season 2 <laughs> conversation. No kidding. That no kidding. Kid.
4: And I think uh, it may go without saying. We can all just sort of echo this out together. Uh, like, obviously it feels like we recommend season, you know, season three of stranger things. Yes. Like, you know, like yeah, that's,
2: we all recommend it. Don't yeah, listen
4: it. to the people from. four. Right. We, we all recommend stranger things season three. No, absolutely. I think it's, uh, I think it's delightful. I'm super excited for season four. I'm rooting for mm-hmm. them. I'm probably always going to root for the show. Um, And so I love it so much. And this has been an absolute delight before we just say goodbye Y'all want to try to do a couple? Let's just a it. couple more, couple Let's more. Okay, we'll do one more each one. And here's what I'll do is I'm just going to grab the card, and Roll. then you can pick the category. We won't do the ro- rolling of the dice or whatever, but you okay. can pick the category, uh, whichever one you want to go out on. So Vera, I'm coming to you. All right. <laughs> so literally
2: going to get like exclude myself.
4: No, no, no. I'm coming get to you. My
2: computer's going to
4: shut off. <laughs> so, so, again, it's uh, movies, TV, music, famous people and events, ten, trends, tech, and fun, or stranger things. So, what I'm do you want to give a shot at? Trends, tech,
2: and fun again. I'm, okay. I'm hoping for trends or fun.
4: Oh, man. Okay. Because so <laughs> y'all failed at tech. Right. Oh, man. So, here's, here's what we're going to try to. Okay. What Nintendo video game controller was placed on the floor? and stepped on in order to play games such as world-class track meet
0: oh my god i don't know this
1: i'm ashamed of me for forgetting uh, what this thing oh, is called
0: you don't oh know what god. it is
1: okay okay no, i know I what it is i just can't remember days. the name we of it wait no no
4: it's not driving hard. right what'd
1: you say Reed? no read, no read, no read
4: okay it. so uh what nintendo video yeah. game controller was placed on the floor and stepped on to play games such oh. as world-class track meet, track meet, like oh, track.
2: Oh, no, don't even <laughs> run in, don't run in real life or imaginary. <laughs> life.
4: Okay. I think, I think Jess knows this one. So I I'm, mean, Jess, shout it out. What is it? Power pad. It's the power pad. Nice. Good job. Good job. That It's
3: fun doing the hurdles. Yeah. Oh, That sounds like the worst.
4: (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. All right. It's the Wii Fit of
1: 1987.
4: Vera, same card. What character in Stranger Things is played by David Harbour?
1: Uh, Hopper. (laughs) Yay. You're (laughs) You're an expert.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Jess, uh, what, what category do you want? Um, The famous people and events. Okay, you got it. Okay. What was the first Japanese automaker to produce cars in the U.S. doing so in 1982 in an Ohio factory that was making its motorcycles? So you're looking for a Japanese automaker.
3: I know, which, of course, I've narrowed it down to two. All right. (laughs) I think it's Toyota. Okay.
4: Okay. All right. That is not the right answer. So it's the other one. Honda. <laughs> it's, it's a Honda. Yes. Oh. So it is. It is Honda. Okay. You got enough answers, right? I'm not giving you another one. You got no. The last uh, one give me right. a question. Um, no, me a question. One. no, I'm, I'm oh, oh, I, I was talking oh, oh. to Jess. No, Jess doesn't get a bonus. Oh, oh, oh. He
2: doesn't pity gotcha. her. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> you have okay. no pity. It's a fun. It's party. Okay. So, uh, what do you, pity what do party. you want? What
1: category do you want? Nathan. Okay, oh, are, are, are we are we're doing a category and then the stranger things ones, right? Do that. Uh, uh, come on. Yeah, okay. cuz I want to test my knowledge, but I also want <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. to test All my right. knowledge. Uh, I right.
1: go I right. go uh, I go I go music.
4: Music? All right. What hip hop group released its first studio album Licensed to Ill Beastie Boys 1986. It is Beastie Boys. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, here you go, Mr. Mr. Hawaiian shirt. According to Hopper, The worst incident in his first four years as Hawkins police chief was when what kind of bird flew into a woman's hair? Uh, A crow. I don't know. No, it was anybody else. Know it. Anybody else got it? No. Okay. It was an owl. Her name was Eleanor. Eleanor Gillespie. And the owl thought her hair was a nest. Um, Okay. What was that
2: movie? The staircase stairwell.
4: Yeah, with the guy who he, cl- he claimed the owl did it. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the theory is that the owl did it. Yeah, it's so crazy. All right. I'm going nice myself- right. to give myself the movie question, and I just pulled this card at random. What movie stars a mouse named Fivel who gets separated mm. from his family during his Ma- journey from Russia to America in the late 1800s? Um. <laughs> oh, it there is are no in
1: America the streets. It's an American of tale. Okay, so I'm
4: I'm going to see if I know the Stranger Things one. Okay, so in season two, Steve tells Nancy that he may not be a good boyfriend, but it turns out he's actually a pretty good what? I know this one. He's a babysitter i mean i'm not a good boyfriend but i'm a pretty good babysitter I'm right. that's awesome yeah. that's a good I'm one to right. end on yeah that's awesome all right <laughs> thank you all very much thank you listeners for journeying with us through stranger things and through the 80s party good lord we've had a, an incredible time uh, just a lot of fun we're going to find excuses to do that again but starting next week we are going back into the back half of this year which we spent time with what scares us now we are diving into what saves us. As we've said repeatedly, uh, we need your submissions in order to keep this programming going. So please uh go to the fearofgodpodcast.com, click on the banner on the top, and share your story with us but where we are going next week to give you a little bit of a flavor of kind of what kind of things uh, are on the table. Next week, we're going to a Disney movie. And uh Vera and Jess get to hear it first before anybody else does. <laughs> uh, next week. To kick off what saves us, we are going to none other than the place, uh, the, the island of Motonui and discovering Moana and what Moana has to share with us. So, acquaint yourself with Moana, and we are going to be kicking off the What Saves Us leg of the back half of the show. I, it was funny when I was watching that movie, and, uh, and my wife comes in and she's like, Why are you watching Moana? And, she, and, she, and, and I'm like, we're covering, I'm yeah, and, well, and, and so we're covering it on the show. Yeah. Well, I said, We're covering, covering it on the show. She said, You're covering it on The Fear of God? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. That's awesome. so, the Fear um, of Demigod. <laughs> Ooh, you're welcome. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, so next week Moana uh, thank you so much Vera thank you so much Jess this was a lot of fun hopefully you thank had thank
3: you too. guys yeah thank you and uh,
4: thank you as always Nathan and as we say on every episode the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom but not the end of the conversation in that spirit we encourage you to fear nothing else and be on your way rejoicing we will see you all next week keep those doors open three inches everybody
1: <laughs> thank you guys
4: bye bye The Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, but not the end of the conversation, and you can continue the conversation in a variety of ways. You can start by visiting thefearofgodpodcast.com for all the latest news and episodes, or for merchandise, and to contact us directly. You can follow us on Twitter, at thefearofgod, on Instagram, at fearofgodpodcast, or join the Facebook Fear of God discussion group. Special thanks to Jacob Hunt of jacobhuntcomics.com for our artwork. To Lee Wright, who helped me, read Lackey, write our theme music. And to Tyler Smith at MoreThanOneLesson.com for making our show possible. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice. And if you listen to us through iTunes, we would greatly appreciate a rating and a review. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.